G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. SCNZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday, the 8th of March. And yes, it's International Women's Day. So all you husbands out there, get up, make them some breakfast, make them a nice cup of tea, go on there and give them a little sleep in and give them a nice little kiss on the head and say you love them. Or if you want to ring up mum, give mum a call. Tell her how much you you love her and how much she means to you. But all the women out there, have a great day. And, uh, well, it's International Women's Day every day in my household, eh? Ooh, lucky you. Um, But, yeah, we'll be celebrating that throughout the morning and we've got some good guests coming on to talk about some women uh, that are doing women's uh, teams, particularly our white fans doing great things. And then we've got netball, we've got our uh, football, and we've got Paralympians over in Beijing as well. So but we're going to celebrate it throughout the morning. What do we got? we got coming up on the show? We're going to talk to Joseph Parker. News this Monday morning. No, it's Tuesday today. So it's our News this health check with Joey Parker, who is still based in the UK, training hard and helping his brothers Tyson Fury and SB Dub. SB Dub's back in Sydney, prepare for their respective fights. So we'll get a wee update on Joseph Parker for our New Zest Health Check um, just after 7 o'clock. And then following that, Karaka sales commenced yesterday. And David Ellis and Tiako operation went bang. They went shy of spending a dollar or two. Mark Walker, who was taking over the operation when Jamie Richards heads to Hong Kong, was right amongst the pigeons yesterday, and he'll he'll come on the show to chat the sales and the year ahead. And I'm sure Louis, who was there and thereabouts yesterday, I don't know if Louis had a bid. He was telling me he was keen to, just don't, didn't want to get caught out when um, David Allison get him out of the trenches. Um, so we'll have we chat to Louis Herman Watt about that as well, how the sales went down. And then, like I said, it's International Women's Day, and it's only fitting that we announce our partnership with New Zealand Netball. Um, Storm Purvis will be hosting a weekly netball show every Tuesday evening. Uh, we'll also be covering at least one of the games in the ANZ Premiership and, and the key Silver Fern matches as well. We'll be commentating and covering those uh, matches. And Jenny Wiley is the CEO of Netball New Zealand and she'll join the show just after 8 o'clock to talk about that. Fantastic news. Their SENZ are covering the netball uh, and then later on in the 8 o'clock hour, if you remember last year we spoke to a guy, Tom Schwartz. He is uh, captain of Kashmir Tech. It was about October. They were just preparing for their semi-final in the Chatham Cup. Well, five months later, they've just won the final. So that's a hell of a lot of... That's, that's a few bye weeks. A few bye weeks involved in that, preparing for this final. Obviously, COVID affected has uh, made that uh, delayed as much uh, more than they anticipated. But they uh, have won the Chatham Cup 3-2 over the Miramar Rangers. So we're going to have a wee chat to Tom Swartz just uh, at the end of the 8 o'clock hour. But like always, if you want to give us a message on the Temple Bedpost text machine, double eight double three, we would love to hear from you throughout the morning. Or even better, call us on the Kenna Tire phone line 
0800-150-811. Look, it's a big quiz today. And Kempe's gonna gonna help you out as much as possible. He's gotta phone a friend. He won't be telling you the answer like yesterday, Andrew Strauss. <laughs> the clues will be a bit more cryptic. I'm I'm I'm, I'm hoping. But um, we'll get to that later on. Six forty. Remember, give us a call to join that quiz. But that's enough of me. I'm gonna go to the squad. We got the team in Auckland. Morena. Louis back in the studio, so everything's smooth sailing. <laughs> Tony Kemp, he's got his guns out, bruv. Woohoo! Singlets, oh, it's hot up there. Morning, brothers. Morena. Hey, is he? Well, gee, apparently things got a bit sideways. Tokyo drift when I left yesterday. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. We're just, just a few technical you know, there's, issues and there's, uh, look. There's rumours Kempy got Joe fired. Mate, the rat got his head removed. The rat got his head removed. Got replaced by the snake, mate. Jake the snake in the house tonight. Sporting a tash on him too. Hey, Jake, what's your what's your, what's your like your your moonlighting job, mate? Don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell us. We don't need to know. Um, yeah, I don't know what don't, what went on, is he? But apparently, the, the plot was lost. Ah oh, no, it was all good. Just the worst. I hope Joey's all right, mate. He would have been. Um, you know, you know, Joey's nervous at the best of times. Joey's <laughs> nervous at the best of times. And after yesterday, I can understand. He was very quiet. Look, we all make. We all have things in our lives that we want to take back, but when you're on live radio, he just can't. <laughs> mate, he wants to wonder. He wants to head up to Bunnings today and get a bag of concrete. That fella. <laughs> you tell him, Kimpy. You tell him, Kimpy. We've got a new text line on WhatsApp. Uh, little group and. Kempy loves firing shots. Loves firing shots because Louis asked me if I'd if I'd um, slide into Gemma McCall's DM. I said, look, I'm the... I said, look, Rico's misses. I said down the street, so I won't. Uh, you know, I'll say hi, but I won't go. Blah blah. Anyway, and then Kempy comes out fire shot. Leagues would have done it. <laughs> and a hundred percent, hundred percent, they would have done they it. Did. But I know they, that though. I know you. I know you rugby blokes have that hierarchy on the bus, is he? You know, Richard McCall gets down the back seat and no one goes down there because that's where the king sits. So even yeah. even the plebs up the front, which were you in the number 15 jersey, can't talk to him. So, you know, back in, in, you know, on our bus, mate, the king gets a hiding. If he, does, if he doesn't talk to the plebs, he gets a hiding, so... <laughs> I can't wait. I can't. I'm, you know, I can't wait to see the next uh, the next conversation come through about Richie McCall. Well, to be fair, uh, to be, be, be fair, Kimby, that's why your bus always had a flat tire, brother. No respect. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, I love this league versus union, eh? Man, we're gonna have a fun few months here. Oh, to be fair, Kimpy did back it up straight away Thursday morning. We're gonna actually yeah, first mate, first of all, that? I hope everybody's ready. For, got their pens ready to invoice for the extra hour. Unbelievable. Six till oh, ten, yeah. Izzy. You'll be. You won't know what oh, to mate. do with yourself. Honestly, honestly, got that emails out. <laughs> three hours is three hours, mate. I'm, I'm eight o'clock. I'm needing three three double shot of coffees during that four hours. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. It's what we're gonna do. We're a team on SCNZ, and we've got the cricket that's happening. So we've got to carry on and carry the bat until ten o'clock. But mate, Kempy's done the done the hustle work, done the groundwork. He's just slid into. A couple of his leggy mates DMs and got the got the wool straight away, brother. So you wanna you wanna share the news? What have we got coming up later on Thursday? 
Oh, later on Thursday, got the King, the King of Sydney Radio Airwaves, Matty Johns, coming on to talk. So, um, yes. you know, on the back of that, just to, just to fill in the backstory to that conversation with Izzy last night, saying that he, you know, only DMs the the wife of Richie McCall just to say how he has the kids, <laughs> and couldn't get Richie on the Richie on the phone to tell us about why Rob Nichols a a, a um, what do you call it, a, like a players' association manager? That's why that's why they carried him out, and he, was, he wasn't Richie McCall. <laughs> And couldn't and couldn't get him, couldn't get him. So you know, next minute they come on the phone, phone to me on their DMs, and they they're hook line and sinker. Is he's on it? Come on, get Matty, come on, then get Matty Johns in. Well, next minute, Matty Johns is on Thursday morning for all of us to listen to. Well, that's all. And, and to be fair, Kempi did get um, Andrew. We actually spoke to Joey over summer, and Joey was great. And obviously, you, you've got that long association with the boys over there from your days at Newcastle and. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, Matty was a neighbour. Like when I was in Merriweather um, playing, Matty, Matty was my understudy. To be honest, he, I was playing six when I left Newcastle, and he filled the filled the position when I left. He was you know, a couple of years younger than me, but uh, he was actually a neighbour. He was two houses down, so he spent plenty of times at my place on uh, on the VBs in the pool on a Monday on a Monday <laughs> club. Um, yeah, and him and Trish, uh, his wife. You know, they, that's basically where they started. They started in a, like a, you know, those Aussie brick flats. They look like um, slum lords, Detention you know. centres. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, I can guarantee you now he ain't living in one of those. <laughs> he's got okay. that. He's got that Hutchie salary, doesn't he? Is he? More, doesn't he? He's got Morning Glory with Matty Johns. I think they ho- he hosts a show a couple of times a week oh. over in Sydney. There, mate. He'll be on a whack. He's uh, he's he does some. He's great on telly. For sure, he runs a good clinic, a good little setup on the TV. He's got good chat. He's got uh, you know good rapport on the TV. He's got a good demeanour about him. He's he's really good man. I'm looking forward to that. Matty Johns on, on a Thursday morning. Well done, Kempi. Kempi, what about this? I'm hearing little things about a new mansion or something, mate. Like, oh, 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 great point. Speaking <laughs> of <laughs> speaking you're, you're of, not, you're not living in a dungeon now. That's why you can't cut it out, mate. Just just, you know, just a little little. Purchase a double. Tell us what's going. Purchase purchase a double shed, mate, up 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 in uh, up in the far north, as they do. You know, as you as you're getting towards the back end of your your uh, your career and your life, you want to go and sit in the sun, is it? You don't want to be sitting down where you are. Yeah, you know, nice and cold in the <laughs> it's winter. Sunny down here, oh, mate, oh, beautiful no. paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so, what are you about? What are you about? Oh, look, we're we're thinking about moving up north to to Kitty Kitty. It's uh, where I where I grew up. Oh, yeah. Obviously, where the Kemp name is really strong, with the Kemp House and uh, the Farno out at Tati. Um, yep. So yeah, when when I had a look, we sort of had a had a geographical area of probably Langs Beach through to to Kitty Kitty, and ended up at Kitty Kitty, which is um, which is our home really. So. No, nice, mate. We spent a couple of years looking and finally found something. Um, you know, something just popped up, and we oh, yeah, something, we'll have something that. humble way can be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mate. Just popped up, hey, mate. Yeah. I just hope it looks as good. Oh, yeah, I just is. hope it looks as good as what Izzy's does on this TV <laughs> that we're looking at. <laughs> mate, it's a window. <laughs> you can only see a dark window. Nah, mate. Good on you. Good on you. I reckon that's that's me. Eh? Like, are you more after? The lifestyle. Are you, are you a bit of a diver? You love getting the climb one in the in the ocean oh, and getting out there. And yeah, I amongst look, it. My my dad when we grew up, there was you know he obviously taught us how to live off the land. He'd take us out to um, Akas Bay, Ukarts Bay, and and Whangarei Heads to, to to dive and fish. You know, with a pillow, me and my mm. brother, and nothing else basically. And, you know, that's when you could get the oysters off the rocks and dive for kina and power and 
hand line a, a decent panty, you know. So um, yeah, I don't mind that um, side of that side of life, but it's also just you know it's warmer up there, mate. As you get older and all these mm. injuries, I, I can tell when winter's coming, the, the body starts to ache. And I um, I thought I'd end up back down in Taranaki, um, where I spent spent most of my youth and. Uh, unfortunately, mm. that moanga when it gets the, the the coat on its on its on its head <laughs> and the corduroy on its body, it's it sort of you got to put more than a jacket on down there. And I, I don't think I want to I want to live in a cold area when I as I get uh, get to the back end of my my life. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to sweat most of the days. I can tell, mate. You're in a singlet. It's more of a what is it? Bodybuilder's singlet, that one. But anyway, mate. Come on, mate. I actually get, think your, I'd... get your guns out, mate. You rugby blokes. You go. You go to seed when you when you retire. Come on. Ah, we're humble, bro. We're humble. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to shout out too because uh, it's Women's Day today. I just wanted to shout out to Bruce Sherrick, the only woman in a man's body. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 um, soon to be CEO of New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing getting the respect he deserves on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Kimpy wears this. Only Kimpy could do that. He wears Only this tank top. This muscle top, and he's got these guns out, and he tensed. And I don't know if the muscles moved or if they're just set in stone. There, they're just like <laughs> he's thick. Two C's. <laughs> yeah. oh, the phone's okay, going to be. This morning, boys, the phone's <laughs> going to be gone this morning. <laughs> hey, Louis, how was your day, bud? Uh, let us, we're going to get into a bit more throughout the morning, but you had a good good afternoon and morning yesterday? Yeah, I've got a question for you and uh, everybody, actually, um, very soon about mm. bidding techniques, but it was a great day, is it? it was, you would have heard me dialing in yesterday morning from out at Karaka and um, speaking of the Monga and <laughs> Taranaki and how it can be pretty cold, I did see your your good mate Al, Big Al Sharrick out there, Kimpy, <laughs> in the, in the shorts, the calves out, the pins out. Hey, are ghostly, aren't they? Oh mate, yeah. No, they, he he got the nickname Casper when he puts the <laughs> denim shorts on. <laughs> it's so cool. I love the sales, Izzy, because. Um, you get all of the trainers, all of New Zealand's. It's not just the top trainers. Actually, Shane Kennedy, a, a man from the Donk, he yeah, yeah. he, he like, opened yeah, he the wallet. The donk. Yeah, he got a <laughs> wa- he? he got he opened his wallet for this Piero, I think like hundred and fifty racks. So he was oh. um yeah. So did he get some prize money or Flem? Did he get some of that Chennai money? I think he just he must be rolling. I think he just bought a house at Clearwater too, old Shane. Ooh, he's got a bit. Good on him. Yeah. No, nah, nah, he, did, he didn't want any. Oh, no, he did one. He won. A th- I think he won a little bit, but it got, you have to put it straight in the bar because there was one guy at the donk who won it, won the whole purse, and he took it all and went went home. He never got invited back. So <laughs> he won the donk. <laughs> you won the donk. You've got to take it out and put it on He'd the bar. Get a donk. That's one thing I learned. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, right. I will tell you why I love it because all of the trainers are out there. Like you've got the the top trainers, obviously um, Jamie Richards and Mark Walker, who we'll catch up mm. with, and um, Andrew Forsman went bang late in the day and, and got himself a schnitzel, but a schnitzel filly with Andy Williams uh, bloodstock. But then you just get all of the trainers, you know, your John Barrys, your Al Sharricks, the real grassroots, like down in the CD. Mm. The the guys from the from Southland are up. Um, and yeah, you Shane Kennedy's, and you kind of get a real great mix. It's a big melting pot of everything thoroughbred racing, and such good vibes out there on a good day. And um, the selling was pretty strong. It was a yeah, it was a lot of fun. Eh? I love it. I love it, Kimpy. Yeah, mate. Oh, look, it is a good day out there. It's a, uh, you know, sort of with the COVID thing that's going on. You sort of you know 
wish that it would go away because that crack of sales is really nice when there's so many people around wandering around looking at those horses, especially with the parading. Mm. I was online yesterday, watched that Moanga full brother go for a million dollars, and I, you know, I remember texting through to you, I was yeah. going, oh, that's 600, 700, look, it's still going, and... Um, geez, it'd be nice to be able to put your hand in your pocket and buy one of those boys. Um, but it looks like I, I thought. You said it was cheap, Kimpy. Was it cheap? You reckon? Million? Oh well, you in, in, the, in the context, in the context of what his brother's done, you know, I think they bought mm. probably bought that horse for stud. You know, you've got a full, oh, you've got a, you've got a full brother um, to Mawonga, mm. and Mawonga is probably ready for stud, isn't he? Not too far off. Well, I've got a little. When you've got your ear to your ground, the ground out there, and you hear whispers, and weirdly enough, the Moonga full brother was bought by Annabelle Nisham and Tony Fiong, um, the Aquas Farm crew, and they they've got cash. And here's the thing: Moonga will go to stud because he's one group ones, and he's a stallion. He's an entire. Why would you buy the exact same bloodline? The full brother, if you were going to stand, you wouldn't stand two exact brothers at stud, would you? So that kind of makes me think that Moonga might not be standing at Aquas Farm, and there's a chance that he will come up for purchase, and another um, another mm. uh, stud will stand him. Is there a chance we could see Moonga standing back in New Zealand? I would love to see it. It would be great. A son of Savabil back in New Zealand, and um, Richie Moonga has obviously got a, a share in that, mm-hmm. and then. And then the younger bro, he had well, a big smile on his face too, uh, Joey. Um, Louis, sorry, has Richie, Richie got a share in that? Yeah, he does. He's, He's got ten percent, doesn't he? Five percent, ten percent shares in Monga, ten percent. So every time He's he wins, laughing. he donates it. To, I know he, he he so he got given ten percent for the name, and so and every time it wins, he donates all the winnings to Child Cancer Foundation. Oh, what if a it legend! Gets on sold, if it gets on sold, is where he retains his share. I just said, to, I gave him, I was like, bro, you know you're going to, and he's like, I, I, think, I think I'm starting to realise what's going on here. And I said, mate, <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to be doing all right if it sells. And he's like, oh, oh no. I said, far out. 10%. Cool, but he, he, look, there was some numbers, Izzy, I, because I, when I heard that, I said, well, what would, and there was some numbers thrown around yesterday about what Moong is worth. And, and we're not talking like, the, we're not talking high, high end stallion numbers, but they're still staggering figures. So to that point, what you're saying, Kempe, if this, they've bought this full younger brother thinking they can get him to a similar point, there might even be chat that he's even more correct, even more of a perfect um, specimen of thoroughbred. Well, it could be cheap. Uh, we can talk more about that in the Love Racing slot. One question for you guys, and I want you to think about it while we head off and come back. Double eight double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kenard's half phone line. Izzy Kempi, what would your bidding technique be? Because yesterday in the ring, there's winks going on. There's hands up. There's there's the guys that love to talk to the auctioneers. Have a think. How are you putting your bid on? And we'll be back after this and we'll find out exactly what it is. Double eight, double three. Baz Nizzy for breakfast here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's 22 minutes past six. NZ. Yes, CNZ, we are 27 minutes past six o'clock now. Uh, it's flying by this morning. Great text here from Mark. We'll get to that before we shoot off to the news. Lads, I just want to know. If, and I was trying to imagine Kempe in his muscle shirt in the um, sales ring yesterday. And then I was wondering what Izzy would be doing when the Moonga brother was getting run up and probably just like wanting to just get his hands up. Because I was wanting to get my hands up and I was trying to think, could I sneak a bid in and then not have to pay the bill without Andrew Seabrook never <laughs> letting me back on the premises again? So I reckon if I was bidding, I would be 100% a cap tipper. Like I wanted just to grab my hat. 
I just thought that I just yeah. want. I had this urge to grab my hat, you know, like kind of yeah. just. Oh, I loved that. What would you be doing, Izzy? I'd probably put my hand up and a little nod, just like that. Just a little nod, hand up, nod. Um, look, I've I've done a few little like fundraising auctions, and, and it's quite nervous. You got it's quite nerve wracking, you know. Like you just you like, get past oh, twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Should I bid here? You know, I don't want to bid, and, and then I look like an egg, or you know, that, that just those, all those things coming through your head. But I'll just be a silent bidder at the back. What about you, Kempi? Oh, mine, mine would be just playing, running my my thumb and my index finger along my beard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, hey, Louis? You're looking at me, Louis. Louis <laughs> see, Louis looking at me straight away. He gets it. He goes, "Yep, Kempi's bidding." Yeah. It's yep. a chin strap, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's a chin strap. <laughs> been on there, been on there since Lady died. Died. I told you that. Is that true? Know, it's a true story. The night the night this happened was the night Lady Di passed away. Wow. <laughs> can, you wow. Actually, can you actually grow one, is he? I can grow anything, bud. Have you not seen my full lid? No, I haven't. Because look. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Did you die it? She's thick. She's thick. No, no, no. Wait, can you get I'm no silver fox like you, brother? Wait, hold on. Just, 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 just checking. Did you? You mean when you said you could grow anything? Can you get what you've had on your your head on your like? Can you get facial hair versions of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can grow. I can grow a moo, a mo. I can grow a little goatee. What, what's the, what do you call that chin strap? Little Craig David, is it? This one here. It's a lady yeah. die, I think. This is a lady die, mate. I think that's what they call it. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> you named it. Lady <laughs> die. Copyrighted it. Nice. But the only issue with that is, Kempi, I don't know if the bit of, the guy might just think you've got a bit of food stuck in there, a little bit of something. Oh, like. come come on, Louis. Now, they'd know, mate. You know, you actually tip them up. You wouldn't say, hey, mate, I'm just playing around with my chin. You know, just, you know, you'd go up and have a little conversation and say, look, every time I run that thumb and that finger through that lady die, I'm on. I did have a bit of a panic <laughs> where I... um. Because you're wearing masks in there. My mask got a little bit, you know, and sometimes you just need to pull your mask off because you can't breathe properly. <laughs> so mid-bid, I just kind of pulled my mask out a little bit. And then there was a guy about three metres to the left of me that was bidding and the, 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 the auctioneer waved and I was like, oh, no. I was at, I, no, that wasn't, was it? <laughs> I, was at, I was at an auction in England once and Sonny, I don't know if you know a guy's name, Sonny Fuckado, he's fr- played rugby league. He's you know, un- unlucky for him. He was in the era when we had quite a uh, few good back rows. He would have played for the Kiwis, I would have thought. Um, but he played for Doncaster um, with a mate of mine, Carl Hall, over there. And they asked me to come to an auction. I was at Leeds. They go over there and they got and they're in this massive restaurant. This Greek guy owns this massive restaurant in Doncaster, and he's put this auction night on for them. Well, as they do in England, they all got absolutely pissed. And the the guy that owns the restaurant fell asleep at the main table, and Sonny's the auctioneer. <laughs> and, He's falling asleep at the table, and Sonny's doing the numbers, and this guy's asleep, and Sonny was just lifting his arm up all the time. (laughs) The guy woke up. He owned everything in the auction. (laughs) (laughs) You're not drinking at auctions? Not not ideal. (laughs) I've had a couple of quarts at an auction. I bought a, a rugby ball. (laughs) <laughs> I bought a rugby ball for a pretty substantial amount, and uh, I won't I won't repeat it. Oh. How many How many soul? <laughs> Look, I'm raising money. I'm raising money. Uh, for soul, I'd go about six soul. For a rugby ball Wowee For a rugby ball But look We're raising money uh, For a a special foundation And a special cause Here in Christchurch So I bought this sign ball And uh, yeah 
It was a pretty expensive war, but that's okay. We do things in our time where we just wonder, why do we do that? I still haven't told Daisy about it, but she's seen the rugby ball because it's out the back. and <laughs> the kids are playing with it. Going on. You know, <laughs> yeah, coming up, coming up, we're going to get a Love Racing.NZ update from Louis Herman Watt. It's great to have you back, brother. Uh, you'll be flying, and then Kempi and me will just keep adding little bits here and then. But anyway, here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. So it is you, Kempi, 26 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. Good to have you back on the decks too, mate. Yeah, DJ. Um, mate, it was a bit scratchy yesterday. DJ. Whoever, whoever was DJing yesterday was a bit scratchy. I didn't want to say anything. They were having a shocker. I guess you... It will, <laughs> DJ Jake the Snake is sitting oh, there. Joey was in there again. What about the snake, mate? He's hit himself around the corner. He doesn't want to look me in the eye. <laughs> a typical snake, eh? Snake eyes. Serious. 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 I actually thought it was, a, I th- you know, the COVID thing's throwing me out a little bit because normally you play a trial and then you have a week off getting ready to play the, the two weeks later in, in the in the game. So I thought it was um, still another week away and they got the call yesterday saying we're on this weekend. And I'm like, mate, you know, is it what's that, a, a trial? We call it a trial. I went, nah, season starts. So I went through the, the games last week. The Warriors, mate, first three games. I think they're a chance to, to pick up the first three games. <laughs> Well, that, okay, that's that's not really a six thirty five thought. That's something we're going to have to explore later in the week. Hashtag is it our year? That Kimpy. is a loose chat, Kimpy, and you're going to send a text line <laughs> just, to a frenzy. Just Love racing, up, just bumping up the ratings. Is he just bumping up the ratings? <laughs> <laughs> Love racing, oh. not NZ. You're home for everything thoroughbred racing. Yesterday it was Karaka. That was the home for everything thoroughbred racing, lads. I told you, I warned you early doors. I said lot ten. And I gave you the spiel about the Achiever, the Mayor, and Achieve and what sort of family we're working with here. We've got the Perfect Pink, the Chosen One. It just jumps off the page. Savabil, the Achiever, $575,000 for Lot 10. Heavy, heavy cash. This thing will gallop. I'm certain. This thing, if this thing we can DC got it? DC got it. You think about what the Savabil, uh, the Savabil, um, well, he's still a stallion from this family. The chosen one's been able to do the cross clearly works. The the dam can produce gallopers because achieves a genuine shot in the Oaks. I'm really excited. This is definitely one to watch. So it hasn't been named yet. This just for anyone. They'll be offering up shares, mate. You want to get yourself into it? Well, actually, it's funny you say that. They actually do have shares available. Um, I had a look, but how good's this? In the space of half a day. 70% of a $575,000 Colt Wishka. So there's 30% left, and, and this thing will gallop. I mean, it just, if this thing can't gallop, we're all in trouble. Mate, they, that's why they've got such a good name. They, you know, they pick up these yearlings and take them to the, to the millions and all that sort of stuff, and all these people. I think it's really good for racing the way that um, Alison Richards have really worked those colours uh, of Talco Racing. And got the the young people back involved in purchasing and going along to the races and really enjoying the day. You know, there's there's seventy percent of people that bought those horses. They would they'd be existing owners. You know, they do such a good job. I've got a mate. He he's a tragic. 
he, he, he gets a, he gets offered a share every time there's one come up and he buys it and he sends it to me and says you should be buying it and I'm like nah mate nah <laughs> I've got a I'm mansion already, and kitty kitty I need to yeah, yeah, I'm already I'm already in enough of those things I don't want to be in with DC mate he'd be throwing me he'd be throwing me five percent here every every ten minutes. That's the thing, eh? Like some of these horses, they're so unaffordable for just the, the one or two of years. But they've they've given an opportunity for to actually make it appealing mm-hmm. to just anyone. Anyone can have a slice of the horse, even if you got half a percent, one percent. You still have the same thrill as someone that's got eighty percent. I'm just going through this, mate. Mate, DC, they spent some money. They have spent some money on the day, uh, Louis. He's Pretty much bought every second horse. He bought, I think I counted this morning, 16. So ask Mark Walker if that was wow. their strategy and how many they want for the whole sale. Look, the reality is without without David Ellis, the sale would, would not be what it is. And, and I think everybody in the room knows that. So you kind of get pissed off that you get outbid by him, but you're like, well, yeah, we do need him. Look, interesting, and it was great mm. to see early doors, John O'Shea, Danny O'Brien, TFI um, up in... Uh, Brizzy there, Tony Fung, who who obviously ended up with the Moonga bro. Um, there was Henry Dwyer, bought this lovely Tavachi filly from Hallmark Stud. Um, Beamish, there was, oh, there's lots of, and especially the Australian flair early doors and going through different um, bloodstock agents, your, your Bruce Perry's and your Andrew Williams and uh, that sort of thing. It was awesome to see these guys from Australia starting to get involved. Guy Molcaster and Chris Waller had a little bit of a go here and there. Bjorn Baker with his old man got involved with an ace high. So it was good to see Paul Moroni. Um, It was good to see the the Australian and trans-Hasman flair getting involved because I think that was the one thing people were wondering about. But there's plenty more time to chat through the sales throughout the day. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything. Thoroughbred Racing Lads, this is going to be a huge week. We've got the Bone Crusher and the Auckland Cup this week. Izzy, you're, you're on a lads trip that we're pretty much going to... Oh, well, I don't know. We might just... The, should Friday seem just be boys trip? Boys trip Fridays. Yeah, bro. Honestly. Oh, I, I don't even want to say that. You're still on five-day weekends, Izzy. No. No, no, no. I'm going to, going to Sydney Friday night, back Sunday night, and I'll be, I'll be in the studio Monday morning. Boy. Take, broken. Taking, the, taking, the, taking the bride? Broken. Hell no. Four lads. <laughs> it's Four lads. Br- fly to Sydney. Oh. Then we fly to Melbourne, and oh. then we're back Sunday night. We're going oh. to Rose Hill, watching the races at Rose Hill. Are you going to Melbourne? Oh, actually, save the itinerary for later in the week. Friday theme is Lads Trip Fridays here. I'm Baz Nizzy for breakfast. We are 20 minutes away from seven. Yesterday was hilarious. F-bombs at Kempe's Clues Gold from Tim. And then there's a text here. Don't listen to the team about the Quizzy Dag Clues, Kempe. You do you. Lost my Quizzy Dag multi last week at the bloody... Kim- I, I, thought Melbourne. Were, I thought they were decent clues. Are we going phone a friend again today? No. Yeah, phone a- <laughs> <laughs> Come Find on, give us a, a second crack Who at it. Who did Shane Warren bowl in a 700th wicket? Here's a clue, Andrew Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. The worst thing about that, though, is the guy didn't know whether it was true or not. Yeah, because you're it's a like, troll uh, here. <laughs> we'll, we'll determine our game plan here 19 minutes away from 7. 0800-150-811. Quizzy Dag up after this. Hey, Rich. It's time for Quizzy Dag. Well, sit back, relax, let's go. Ha <laughs> ha, you're joking. Anyway, everyone's scared, Kimpy. You've scared them off. They don't want to have a crack, mate. But we've got a couple of callers on the, on the week call line. I'm going to do a new rap 
Wednesday and record it, and then we're going to come back and do a little intro for Quizzy Dag. So stay tuned. Tuesday, you Thursday, we'll have something whipped up for you. You scared Kempe. them off, Kempe. Mate, that's what happens you when you're on the league field. Mate. You get scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's scared of you, old fella. Anyway, here we go. Let's move into it, eh? Which we're going to go to Zade. Zade, you're up. Morning, Zade. Um, Come on, Snake. Hey, Zade. Here we are. Hi, I'm going a while, actually, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're up, brother. You're up first. You're opening the bat. Here we go. Which club football side won the Chatham Cup over the weekend? Um, wasn't it Kashmir Technical? Yes, it was. Well done. Ding, ding. Question number two. Who was the only player? to carry their bat in the Cricket World Cup game between the White Ferns and Bangladesh yesterday. Wasn't it Susie Bates? It was Susie Bates. Ding, well ding. Done. Question number three. Oh, this is disgusting. A Russian athlete caused controversy yesterday for wearing a pro-war symbol on his chest next to a Ukrainian rival on the podium. What sport was it? Um, wasn't it... Um, um, that, um, the flipping one, um, gymnastics or something? Yeah, it was gymnastics. I was giving you a bit of time. I knew you had it, Zayla. I knew you had it there. Just couldn't get the, the sport out. Here we go. Question number four. Who has already won Paralympic gold and silver for New Zealand in the Beijing Olympic Games? I'm that Corey Peters guy. Ooh. Oh, on, Zadie. Okay. You are on fire, mate. Old Zade, old Zade Dag, eh? Good to hear you, brother. Old Zadie. <laughs> Zadie Zade. <laughs> Here we go. Question number five. Who scored Moana Pacifica's first try in Super Rugby Pacific? Five. Oh. Four. It was the loose forward number six. Three. <laughs> What's his two, name? One. Oh. <laughs> Rhymes with sold some, sold some Monty's and Taranaki. Hey, hey, say it again. Finak, Finaki, Fiaki. On fire, mate. <laughs> that, is, that is outstanding from you, Zaid. Well done, mate. Wow. Well, I haven't had a go in a while, boys. Just need to get a go, you know? Yeah, it's all, it's all random, mate. You know, algorithms in the system just pick whoever goes first and second. It's all random. We apologise, but hey, you've got your fifty dollars TAB bonus bet, brother. Well done. Spend it wisely. Cheers. All good. Jeez, it didn't really matter that Kempi scared everyone off. <laughs> Cut it out. The phone lines were lighting up the board, he, boys. He, he got a, like he's pretty sharp all day. Eh? He knows the sport, loves the sport. He's very, very passionate. He is a passionate listener. Of our show and throughout the day, so um, yeah, good on him, good on him getting the, the home run. We'll be back tomorrow. Oh, some good Great clues too, just quietly. And uh, what, what were they? Clues? Give us a clue. Give us a clue for number four. Who has already run Paralympic gold and silver for Winston's brother? Olympic Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what did you have? One more. Go on. Yeah. One more. Who scored Moana Pacifica's first try in Super Rugby Pacific? Oh, that. So I gave that one. I said, um, "Sounds like sold some Montes in Taranaki." Solomon for Nucky. 
Oh my god! <laughs> oh, we're never going to hear the rest of them. What did you have for the Susie Bates one? Owns a horror Susie hotel. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you want to see? You get it. You do, You get it though, don't you? Oh, oh mate! It's it's one more. One more. One. one more. Which club football side won the Chatham Cup over the weekend? Ah, uh, I was going to say your wife wears them all the time. Oh. The old cashmere jackets. Oh, cashmere technical. Jeez, Izzy was worried for a second there, right? <laughs> I was like, what are you? Why? I had a bad dream about her last night. What? Why? <laughs> Did you? On International <laughs> Women's Day, what Did was she? it? Did she wear one? Well, I woke up a little bit edgy this morning, but that's okay. That's just normal. That's Mate, just are, normal. Those jockeys, right. are those jockeys? <laughs> are those white jockeys you got on? Now, these are quads. You got them? Nah, mate. Jeez, white. White's not my colour. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, these are just these are shorts because it's summer down here, Kempe. It's a beautiful day. I think a high of twenty five. Kind of, kind of reminds yeah. me of Adam Sandler from um, The Longest Yard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the tidy whities. <laughs> I look good in Sydney, I tell you, boys. We are oh, oh come on. Anyway, coming up, coming up, we're going to talk to Joey Park after the break. Can't wait to chat to him. Should we talk about a league? When we come back, will Kempe get his take on this weekend's uh, NRL starting on Thursday and the Warriors taking on the Dragons? And you're calling it here on SCNZ. Look forward to it. We'll be back shortly. Joey Parker up after 7 a.m. Stay for that because there's a lot going on in the heavyweight world and what Joseph's up to. But as he alluded to it, rugby league, NRL is back this weekend. Kempe, every day this week we have to talk a little bit of league. The question for the of the day today, double eight, double three, you have your say. What is the game of the round? Kempe, what is it? The doyen of all things NRL on this show? Oh, mate, they've, they've, in, they've entered the game uh, Thursday night. It's the game of the round. Last year's Premier's Panthers playing the playing the Eagles, the Seagulls, the Trebojevic brothers. You know, they've got a, the young brother um, running around now that goes pretty good, running around in the centres, plays centres back rower, along with uh, Jake and Tom. So, um, yeah, I just want to see if Penrith uh, can shake off their, their, their win, really, whether they hit the ground running, or um, or Manly, with the with Tom Trebojevic's fit, can actually turn them over in the first round. Mm. Well... Nathan Cleary, they got a bit of a hiding in the preseason. I've seen one of the scores there, but you can't take too much out of the preseason. Do we expect them to be there or thereabouts? Um, they've obviously retained similar squad. You see the Panthers being there come oh, over for, the year? For, for years, for a decade. Is he, to be brutally honest? I think they've got the best yeah. best development program in in, uh, mm. in the NRL. You know, West Sydney, full of Polynesian boys that, that want to go out there and play for their family or, or living out in Blacktown and... You know, mm. Phil Gould set that that wonderful facility up at the time that he was at Penrith. I, I just think that Pen, Penrith are going to, you know, and they've shown that during the off season they sold um, their best halfback to the to the uh, to the new boys um, that Wayne Bennett's got. You know, kids kids only eighteen. They 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 said that he was the next mm. Nathan Cleary coming through, and already the the top blokes are going to look at the Penrith Academy to try and try and get all the the young blokes. So you can't keep them all. Um, mm. and I th- I think the 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 landscape looks pretty much the same this year. I think Penrith will be there. Melbourne don't lose the first round, so you know you want to put them in a multi. Um, make sure make sure Melbourne's there. Um, Manly, I think, will be there, and I think Sydney City, mate. I think they're the smoky. I think if they can keep their players fit, especially mm. after what they did last year, you know, when they lost so many players and still made it through the finals, I think they're the smoky. Love your work. Beautiful, beautiful.
Thank you, Kim Pete. Appreciate it, brother. We'll get another wee update on ask you about obviously the Warriors. Is it our year? Can we expect much coming on? We've got the Dragons, then the Titans, and then the West Tigers. You said they could win the first three. Oh, let's hope and see. Uh, we're watching them with interest, and you'll call in the shots, mate. So looking forward to hearing you give us the call. Coming up, we're going to talk to Joey Parker. But right now, I'm craving him at cafe about now. Here's Emma with the news. Porky Boda. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Test at home with results in 15 minutes with Healgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We've got Tony Kemp in the house, Louis Herman Watt, Jake the Snake. Here's her in the back room in the kitchen. We're all cooking here. It's been an hour already and it's just flowing by. I'll tell you that flies by when you're having fun with the crew. We've got a good couple of hours coming up as well. Karaka sales commenced yesterday and David Ellis and Tiako operation weren't shy of spending a dollar or two. We're going to chat to Mark Walker. Mark Walker I should say he was taking over from Jamie Richards and he heads to Hong Kong and he was right amongst it yesterday so we're looking forward to chatting to Mark Walker at about 7.40ish and then the good news, it's International Women's Day today, so make sure you go and uh, surprise and and uh, look after your special ones in your life. They are a big part of how we are able to do what we do, particularly in my family. My wife is freaking amazing. She's going to drop me off a nice little coffee here shortly, so I'll give her a nice kiss on the cheek and say have a good day, darling. But um, we're going to talk about the netball news as well because the Silver Ferns and ANZ Premiership Games will be live here on SCNZ. Storm Purvis will be hosting a show every Tuesday evening and we're going to have a chat to her. Uh, so we've got a good couple of hours coming up for you, but right now it's time to talk to the one and only Joey P. New Zest is powering the next generation of New Zealand athletes and one man whose career has all been about power is our guy, Joseph Parker. Joe has been in the cauldron many, many times throughout the years and on the biggest heavyweight sta- boxing stages, and his career is still very much on the rise. Based up in the UK for the meantime, coming off a classy, classy performance against Derek Chisora. He's with us on the line now, and he's uh, finding the time and looking forward to this chat with Joey P. Joseph Parker, can't wait to get him online. We're just struggling to connect with him just now. Hopefully we get him on shortly, but... Be awesome. He's uh, currently training with Tyson Fury, um, David Nika. He was training with um, Sonny Bill Williams. And we know what Tyson Fury's got ahead of him. He's got Dillian White. He's gone off all social media, so we get it. be awesome to hear how he's cracking towards his big fight against Dillian White. And also what's next for Joseph Parker. So that should be coming through shortly. But Kempe, you'll be a boxing fan, my mate. And, um, you know, you'll be right up and about. About... Uh, Joey P, mate, I was very, very impressed with his last fight. And he's on the line now. We got him. Joseph Parker, I just did a big intro for you and you cut out. But anyway, you're here, mate. How are you, brother? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, good, good. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, we got you like, nice, loud and clear, brother. Thank you very much. Well, how are you, bro? How's the body? Uh, everything's good. Firstly, thanks for the great introduction. Sorry I feel better than the hero, but thanks for that anyways. Uh, <laughs> body's good. <laughs> Everything is great. Fantastic. I'm a happy man. I've got my family here with me. I'm training very hard here in Morecambe. No fight locked in yet, but we're working on it. But in the meantime, I'm training mm. with the big man, Tyson Fury, and, and helping him with his camp and preparing for um, Dillian White. So everything is good. Life is good. 
mate, you look so established and, and comfortable. Not not only comfortable, you're putting yourself through the ringer. You're training really hard. That's the kind of thing I've noticed online, mate. You must be pretty happy with where you're at at, at the current stages. And you saw the rewards uh, during your last fight against Derek Chisora. I thought you were busy. Um, you, you could see the rewards that you've got from training with Andy Lee, mate. You're in a pretty special place at the moment. Oh, I'm in a great place. And like you said, the rewards did show with that, that last fight. I, I wanted to be more aggressive and be more assertive with the, 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 the sort of a newer style that I have. And I was able to mm. achieve that in the first. You know, the second fight was better than the first fight. But uh, there's a lot to come to it. There's the, the training. There's the traveling overseas and uh, being able to be mm. comfortable in a new place. And then just trying different things. And I think it's a whole package, you know. It's down to the food that you eat, the protein that you take, the training that you do, strength and conditioning, everything. The whole package is, uh, mm. I think I have the right package now. Hey, Joe, it's Kempe here, mate. Uh, well done on your last win. You look, you did, you look, you look bigger, you look more composed. And uh, I, for one, was, was liking that um, go-get-em attitude that you took into the ring. How, you know, talking about having your whanau over there, what's it, what's it like, mate? Have you run into many of the Kiwi um, crew over there in the, in the league and the rugby circles? Are you, are you mixing with, with the, whanau, the Kiwi whanau over there? I've run into a few. Um, and I, I had Sonny come up uh, for a bit with training, and he pulled the brother Bowden down to, you know, we did a bit of training with Fort Tyson. So it was, it was good to um, catch up with them, and I'm sure there's a lot more brothers out there and Kiwis that we should catch up catch up with. But at the moment, just being pretty full on with training. So I will make time, and I'd love to see them all because, we, you know, as Kiwis, we stick together. You stay busy, bro. You stay ready. Tell us about SB Dub, mate. Obviously, spending a couple of weeks as he heads into his fight against Barry Hall. Mate, did you see a lot of um, improvements and what, what was your takeaway from, from SB Dub and, and what were the things you've seen from him? Is he going to have a... Is he going to be shooting some bombs when he takes on Barry Hall? I think he's going to be... He's going to be a lot more confident within himself. I think he's going to show things that he hasn't shown before because he made the sacrifice to fly all the way up here. He trained with myself and Tyson, mm. David Naika. Then he made his way over to Ireland to train of... Then knuckle down and train of Andy Lee for, I think, four or five weeks. So he's made that commitment to, to, to give boxing his full time. And I think this is going to be his coming out party where people are going to think, oh, shit, you know, he's, sorry, he's going to be looking a lot better <laughs> than, than, than yes, he has boy. in the past. So I, I honestly, I'm looking forward to watching Sonny. He's going to go to work. It's going to be a tough fight because Barry Hall has background in boxing, but he's going to put in the work mm. and he's going to look good. Hey Joe, what, in the in the future, what can we expect from Joseph Parker? Like, where are you headed, mate? What's what sort of boxer do you do you, uh, do you think is still to come for us for us to look at? I think that little that fight that I that I had with Chisora, the second fight, showed glimpses of what I can do if I be more aggressive and more confident within myself. And mm. I think the more I work with with Andy Lee, the more that I you know, feed off Tyson and what he does in the gym mentally and physically, I think I'm going to be a lot more aggressive as a fighter and I'm going to be a lot more uh, positive, not so much defensive and moving around and taking my shots and countering, but I want to be more assertive. So I think there's a lot more that I can mm. give and I'm looking for a few options now to lock in the fight. We're working on it at the moment. There's Joey Joyce, there's maybe Joshua and there's a few other names out there that, you know, will be great fights for, for me. Oh, bro, those counter punches, man, those little... I could see the the quick hands that, that Joey P has been renowned for. Mate, they were on fire against Chisora. So if you just keep trajecting in the right direction like that, mate, you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna uh, upset and, and put some heavyweights on notice for sure. Mate, mate Tyson, Tyson Fury, how, um, how locked in is he at the moment? I know he's gone off the social media. He's gone away from it all. He's pretty locked in, eh? 
He's very locked in. Um, he's off social media. He's deleted all the apps from his phone, so he doesn't get tempted. But he's he's real focused on his fight. Because he said this might be his last fight. I think it might be his last, but there's a little feeling in me that, that thinks that he's not going to be his last. So, But he's been uh, he's been very good. Like He's generous to myself and David Naika being here, opened up his gym. He's given me his strength and conditioning trainer, giving me his massage therapist. He's giving me his nutritionist. And he said... I might as well move in and live with him. You know what I mean? So he's been, uh, <laughs> he's been very generous of his time and honestly looks after me. And I'm, I'm grateful to have someone like that, like champion of the world, but, you know, someone like that in my corner and <laughs> has my back. Imagine if you walked into wait, wait, imagine you walked into a nightclub and Toss and Fury and Joseph Parker with you and you decided you wanted to have a crack at them. You know, like you want to have a crack at the biggest blokes <laughs> in the club. You get an absolute <laughs> towel. And, hey, jo- hey, Joe, who, jo- who does Joseph Parker want to fight? Like we you know, we hear about all these fight. other people, but who yeah. do you actually want to fight? I honestly wanted to fight Dillian Hart like one hundred percent because firstly I think he's a prick. No, he's pretty good. <laughs> but then again, sometimes he's a prick and like you never know what you get from him. Like sometimes he's good to me and texts me, Hey bro, how are you doing? The next time is F you and F this and F that. So I'm thinking to myself, oh. I wanna punch this guy's face then and I wanna have a rematch because he headbutted me the first time. Then the second guy I wanna fight is Joshua because he beat me once and I wanna beat him. So that's like a you know, revenge. And then, oh. a, then the third one I want to fight is um, just anyone to get me back to the world title. I wanna I wanna but see I, that I wanna see that bloke. Yeah. I wanna see that Joseph Parker. I wanna see that bloke that yeah. says, you know, I don't like you, mate. That's who I wanna see. I think I'm leaning towards... Do you know hanging out with Tyson? I'm like... Now I'm just starting to think like... Man, stuff these guys. Like, they're cool. But just yeah. stuff them. Yeah. Like, they're pricks. All of them are pricks. Yes. Yes, Joey. Hey. 100%, mate. There's our chair. No, listen. Enough, enough of this like... Oh, you're a good fighter. I respect you. I do respect later, but stuff these pricks. Like, they're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yes. The men. The men. And when yeah, we're going to see you back on when are going to see you back on TikTok, mate. You, you've got you've got a future in in the uh, in the movie game. I'm telling you, after watching those ones over over the first lockdown, when you're back on TikTok, throwing us out those those cameos. I reckon I reckon us three can do one. Let's just get Kerry <laughs> Kerry to work his magic, and us three <laughs> yes. can do it. I reckon we can do it with me being here and you guys being there. We can we can mix it up and make a video. Let's get it on, Kerry Russell. Woo! Get Kerry Russell, Kerry bro. Russell. Hey, quickly. Joey, Joey P, your neighbour, Roger Tuifasa Sheik, have you had a watch and you seen him razzle-dazzle on the rugby field? Mate, he's going great guns. I think he's going great, but there's that one tackle that my brother missed. Oh, my God. Listen, my neighbour is a beast. Like, I, Listen, I think I have the coolest neighbour. Yeah. Hard. It's a pretty good he's point. He's a beast. Like, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's honestly, like when I was back in New Zealand, we trained together and he was an actual beast. Like even the boxing side of things, he was a beast running too fast. I, I, I did beat him a few <laughs> times, but that's, I think he had, a, he had an off day. Yeah, mate. Now you've, you're right. He's. I think Rogers made a, a great transition. I said, is he's the first name on the sheet when the All Blacks get named later on the sheet, Joe? Um, but you know, this, the story with Tyson. Have you been? Have you seen the the gypsy side of that as well, Joe? You know, like when I was living over there, those gypsies were pretty tough up there in the north, northern parts of England. Have you been involved in that side of side of uh, the the Tyson Fury camp? Well, listen, with Tyson and his brothers and his dad and his relatives. You can definitely see the gypsy side of it, um, you know, while, while being here, while, while being surrounded by them. And they're very, very close-knit uh, group. Very, um, they look after their family and they, they 
they do everything together, and it's it's great because they welcomed myself and David Aiko into a group. Beautiful, beautiful, Joey P. We're gonna have to let you go, bro. Uh, we really appreciate you on the show finding time and, and announcing who you want to knock out next. So uh, we really appreciate that little out, head nine wanna, yeah, breaking I news. White. I want to knock out Dillian White. Uh, proudly sponsored by Newsist. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget your greens. Yes. Don't forget your greens. How important is Newsist to you, Joey P? Go on then, tell us. Tell us. No, to be totally honest, to be totally honest, it's very important, and I take the greens every morning without fail. And that's one thing that I've. Yeah. That's the only thing that I bought was clothes, underwear, boxing gear, and Newsist here in the UK. So I'm I'm all set for the next camp. Good man. Awesome. Awesome. We really appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for finding your time and breaking some headline news for us on the show. We love headline breaking news, so appreciate it. All the best, and we'll talk thank to you, you soon, always. Joey Pete. Thank, thank you, guys. Have a good day. There you go. Joseph Parker, our little news desk Monday, Tuesday morning. Health Check News desk, a new approach to feeling great. Not just a boost for today, but nutrition for life. And like Joey said, take it every day. Thanks to News desk, we've got a Joseph explosive prize pack to give away just text newsest to double eight double three to go on the draw and you will get a little newsest prize pack wow boys dillian white anthony joshua i'd like to see anthony joshua mate i'd like to see that fight that's the fight for me because i feel the joey that i'm just hearing there and the joey i witnessed is derek chisora is a joey that can upset and and Really surprised Anthony Joshua, um, I feel. Because I feel like there was no... like Yesterday, talk about the refs and, and <coughs> Anthony Joshua fight. The ref was, wasn't was allowing things to happen. And, you know, he was quite... You know, letting them kind of get into a, a rap and, and do those things. But I feel with the, the approach that Joey would, would take now, I think he'd, he'd, put it, he'd surprise Anthony Joshua. Eh? Boys, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think Anthony Joshua is at a different point in his career as well where he's probably ripe for the picking. Like, I think he's he's not far away from having... And that Usage fight, like, there was some te- mm. genuine fear in Anthony Joshua. Well, he just kind of glazed over. There's so much to unpack there. Um, I know. Great question, Kempi, about, you know, like, who does Joseph want to fight? And he just went off. He actually... I've never heard Joe just, like, start pretty much calling guys pricks, and you could tell if we were off here, he would have been calling them different stuff. There's so much to unpack there. Here's one, though. Here's one. He reckons he's got the coolest neighbour in New Zealand, Roger Tuovasa-Shek. Do you reckon that's about right? Has anybody got a cooler neighbour than Roger Tuovasa-Shek? Because that goes pretty close. Mate, it's, it, and, mm. and they are. They're like, you, you drive down the driveway, and they are right next to each other. You know, you, you part them with a football pass. So, you know, they have Roger Tuovasa-Shek on one side of the fence and Joseph Parker on the other. A, no, I don't think I don't think you get that anywhere else in New Zealand. You ever had a famous neighbour, Kimpy, or someone pretty oh. cool? Izzy, you would have lived next to some. Oh, you. Oh, I don't know. Or you. Oh, your your old neighbour Stu was it? He was the man, wasn't he? Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Stewie yeah. Bailey. He was champion. Yeah, champion. Nah, I lived next to Zach one day, and didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Gilford and Izzy Dag. Imagine the neighbour on across the road. Oh. <laughs> Oh, imagine that. Yeah, just picture that for a moment. Send it on the text line what your thoughts are, and we'll, we probably won't read them out. <laughs> <laughs> now, double eight, double three, though, genuinely. Who's got, does anybody have 
a cooler neighbour than Roger Tuivasa Sheik. I, I mean, that is a pretty pretty big claim by Joseph Parker, and as he went on to tell us about the next stages of his career. Now I'm hanging out with Tyson. I'm starting to think, stuff these guys, stuff these pricks. They're going to get it. I want to punch their face, and I want to knock Dillian White out. Thanks to New Zest. That is one of the better lines we've had on Bears and Izzy for breakfast in a long time. Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 Who's got the coolest neighbour in New Zealand? Anyone can beat Roger Tuivasa-Sheck? Go on, let us know. After this, we're going to change tack slightly, boys. We're going to talk International Women's Day and have some of our favourite mm. female athletes, New Zealand or otherwise, wherever oh, you want to take on. it. You can go Kiwi, Kimpy. We're going to do that I've after gone this. Kiwi. Oh, you've I've gone, gone Kiwi. Kiwi, is he? All right. I might change yep. it up and go international then balance the flavour out a little bit. It's 19 minutes past seven. Baz and Izzy for breakfast here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 24 and a half minutes past 7 o'clock. Baz over just having a little bit of a holiday before he heads off to the IPL. Kempi in studio and Daggy down in Christchurch there in Ohoka. Uh, we're going to talk Christchurch a little bit later. Chatham Cup, it's coming home or it has come home. Here's a text, double eight, double three of a mate who lives by Willie Apiata. Everyone feels safe. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, that's probably I'd look, I'd feel safe if I was next to Roger Tuivasa-Sheck or Willie Apiata. Great text double eight double three. Who's got the best neighbour? But um, boys, I want to talk for International Women's Day, and we've all got Wahine in our life. We respect and look up to um, myself, Shannon. I got two younger sisters, Talia, Saraya, my mum, Jane, Marion, my nana. I'm sure we've all got. We could go around the circle, but was thinking with a sporting flavour. What about some of our favourite women athletes, female athletes of all time? Izzy, you've compiled mm. a list you got for us? Yep, I've got a little list here. So I'm going to go with number three. I've gone Farah Palmer. Um, she's a World Cup winner. She's had 35 tests in the Black Ferns and is a big reason why women's rugby is so revered around the world. And she is a huge reason why women's rugby in New Zealand is on the rise, the Black Ferns, uh, the Women's Sevens side, and then Super Rugby Old Picky is obviously Farah Palmer Cup, which is the provincial side. So look, she's um, what she's done on the field is big, but it's more the influence she's had off the field. She's uh, she's an amazing lady. She's part of the New Zealand Rugby Board, and she's a doctor too, the doctor Farah Palmer, must say. And then number two, I've gone Lisa Carrington. We'll go down as one of our greatest Olympians ever, five golds. And one bronze, um, just the impact she's had, and she's still so so young, so she's still gonna have a few more years to to you know make that gold medal tally even more impressive. And then my favourite of all time, probably know this one by a mile, is she turned pro in 2013. She's had 23 professional wins, two majors. Uh, she's oh. an absolute champion. Yes, uh, she's one of my all-time favourites, and it is Lydia Ko. Um, Lydia Ko, I've known her since 2012 when I met her down here in Christchurch and just grown a real good friendship. And I, what I love about her is her ability when she was struggling, when she had so much success in, as an earlier age, when she was so young and she had a lot of things going on in her life, she struggled, she went through all those changes, she's gone back, she went back to what worked for her and she's figured it all out and now she's actually back competing and winning tournaments. So that just, for me, just shows the caliber of the person that she is and she would be my all-time favorite kiwi woman's athlete of all time lydia ko what about you ken p mate i like them i like those three um i like i like your flavor too how you went to to what you know first the rugby girls um farrah palmer very very good uh, good selection there and through to of course the game that you love i don't know i can't stand golf to be honest but 
most of your rugby <laughs> boys, that's all you you do with so much spare time on your hands. You've got too much money and lots of golf clubs given to you from a Zuno or whoever. Um, but, golf warehouse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> things have changed. Things have changed. Um, I've, I've gone for my number three is Paige Harrop. I think um, any any girl that can Ooh, jump out jump out in Stent Road at 10 foot um, or down at Belt yeah. Road, when the swell comes and only wor- only works on twenty foot uh, is is an inspiration to to most blokes on on International mm. Women's Day, uh, getting on the getting on the surf tour for so many years to um, compete against the best uh, girls in the in the world on that stage from 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 Fitzroy, um, I think some outstanding effort you know. Uh, Along with uh, another girl from um, down Fongamata, who we all know, Ella Williams, in that surf scene. So, I think those two girls uh, get a mention. Um, I, yeah. I too agree with you with Lisa Carrington. You can't you can't leave her out of your top three. You know the mm. five gold medals and what she's done as a as a um, athlete, especially for young Māori wahine tour, um, has been outstanding. Mm. Um, but but my favourite and by country mile, I think is the best. In New Zealand, the best coach in New Zealand is Nolan tu- uh, Tuarua. I think she by far outstrips everyone else uh, at the moment, uh, not just in the female stakes, but also in the male stakes. I think if she was a male, she'd be the all-black coach. Uh, she'd be the Kiwi coach. She'd be the coach of the NBA Lakers, the you know the Chicago Bulls, or whoever she wanted to be. I just think she's uh, the, the best coach we have in New Zealand currently. Boys. Beautiful. That's that's awesome. Oh, I love the passion you guys talk with there. Um, and, yeah, going, yeah, Fata Palmer, Paige Harab, a little bit of personal connection. And Nolene Toldor, I mean, she, I think she's 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 kind of transcended netball, eh, is he? Like, Nolene Toldor, she's mm. respected across the, you'll be able to talk to that, she's respected across New Zealand sporting planes, isn't she? Well, she's got an aura about her. I've, I've never met Nolene, but just from what I'm hearing from the outside and the respect that the players show her, she she demands respect, but uh, she doesn't give it easily as well. She's got to earn it, and and what she creates in that environment is a competitive environment. You know, it doesn't matter if you've played eighty tests for the Silver Ferns or you played one test. If you're not working hard enough for each other, if you're not doing the things that are needed of you, she'll get rid of you. So she's hard and she's harsh, and but she gets her rewards as well. And uh, I love that, um, Kimpy. I th- I think you would have been a similar coach, mate. Just a hard task taskmaster, get job done, and if you're not, you know, if you're not doing the work and and, and behind the scenes, then we'll get rid of it. Sack, next Joe on the liners, yeah, it's gone. So. Joe, you're gone. Louis, you would have had a list. Louis got a list. I, I got a list. I've got a list. But we'll, what we'll do is we'll save it. I'll, I'll throw that out of my sports headlines coming up. Is he? It's thirty right. minutes. It's yep. half past seven a.m. We've got Mark Walker not far away. I'll rip out my list. But boys, that was fantastic. I'll just uh, coattail on the back of those. Here we are. Uh, we've got plenty to come. Mark Walker. Then actually speaking of International Women's Day and netball, Jenny. Wiley, CEO of Netball New Zealand. Exciting times for SENZ as far as netball goes. But here's the news with Emma for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ. We're 27 and a half away from 8 a.m. Uh, it's double eight double three or the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 811. Who's a Kiwi or international woman athlete that you would love to pay respects to today? A female athlete doing things on the world stage. Get in touch. Double eight double three 0800 150 
eight eleven. The boys' lists. We'll get to those in a second. A couple of news headlines, Izzy, just to rip through. Well, everybody mm. knows that the drive to survive later season is not far away, and if you're into that, oh. it is going to be juicy. And on the, I guess, the press tour, or just to spark it up ahead of the new season, Red Bull team principal Christian Horner, we know the rivalry he has mm. with Toto and Mercedes. Well, he's accused Mercedes of bull- the bullying behaviour resulting in the exit of the race director, Michael Massey, who's the Australian that was on the microphone. He's the, in the comms of the year, in that hectic last race of the year. And he said, it's terrament to bullying, it's passive-aggressive. Was it right to fire him based on pressure that was placed on him by a rival team? That, for me, was wrong. Spicing it up ahead of the new season and, again, just keeping that tense nature through. We're talking about women's sport. Well, the White Ferns yesterday on SCNZ, you would have heard all of that commentary. Susie Bates led the way. Uh, An awesome knock, 79 off 68 balls as they got the Bangladesh's 141 innings total to beat them and to kick off their campaign with a win after they had that narrow defeat to the West Indies. Boys, your lists were awesome. Fata Palmer, Lisa Carrington, Lydia Ko for Izzy. Paige Harrow, Lisa Carrington, Nolan Tauroa for Kempi. I've kind of gone a little bit, same, same, but different. This one's totally rec- recency biased, but Zoe Sadowski's in it. I just think she oozes uh, yeah. prof- professionalism for a kid. Like she's mm. just, well, she's a, well, she's not a kid. She's a lady, and she's just, she's, she's so actually, um, I guess, quite elegant the way she goes about it. She's uh, her style on the snowboard, and then off it, she's just so humble. Mm. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't work out. I, Paige and Ella, that was that's great. I actually had Stephanie Gilmore down because yeah. I just she's yeah. Australian, but Steph Gilmore, yeah. she's just she, she's a freak on the board. She's the goat in women's surfing. She's still out there competing for a title every day. We talk about Kelly Slater, Kelly this, but Steph Gilmore's been doing it on the women's side. And then I know I've got to choose one, so I'm going to pick just one as a spearhead. But really, I just want to throw a massive shout out to all the women jockeys mm. because they can it's quite rare they compete against the, the males up for the same prize money and quite often outride them mm. so I'll choose Sam Collip just because she's one of my favourites so she's always so bubbly and friendly she's over in Queensland at the moment plying her trade but Danielle Johnson Lisa Allpress Sam Wynn nice. um, Tina Komanyagi all of the female jockeys that do it they are out there going against the guys Izzy, and you don't mind backing them do you? Hazel yeah. Schaefer How's Sam Collip going? How's Sam Collett going over in Aussie, bud? Yeah, great. She's riding winners. Um, she's getting lots of rides. Mm. I mean, the thing about Sam is she's a super hard worker and she always turn up for track work and she always answer your phone and she's a go-getter. Hazel Schofer for Al. Yeah, yeah and that's a, really, that's a really good point you make, you know, saying about hard work. It isn't, you know, the hard work to get there, is you tend to forget about what you did to get there once you make it. And um, those people, you know, it's like Warney, you know, all the, all the comments mm. and the tributes that were coming out yesterday like his hard work whether it was banter smoking five packs a day or whatever he he worked hard all the way through his life you know to get to, to get those comments so um yeah good choice there um louie I, I like how you put the, the i was going to put some jockeys in there too but i thought you would cover that yeah it's 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 fascinating now like who would be the greatest the most successful woman's jockey of all time you know because they, like they do race and, and they are they are pushing the boys right to the limits. Um, but you always hear about the James Matt J Max, you know the Chris the Michael Walker when he was racing, um, you know Opie Boston. 
Now, so who would be the premier women's jockey of all time? Louis, you'd probably know that. Oh, globally, I wouldn't actually, because I'm sure there's some that in the UK or around the world. I know in in Australia, New Zealand. Uh, uh, in New, Ze- New Zealand, oh, in New Zealand, well, Lisa Allpress, Lisa Allpress would be the she's yeah. she's She'd been be the money at, for so long now. But I mean, I might need to look further back into the history books. I mean, I know Jamie Carr has changed the game really in Australia. Like you know, she's actually taking rides mm, off the off, off the, the boys off the boys. Yeah, yep. beautiful, beautiful, great little list here. Louis, Herman, what? Appreciate that. Kempi, everyone, keep your list coming through on the text machine as well. We've got a few uh, old school Wahine nominations. Suzanne DeVoy and Barbara Kendall. Yeah, I had a look at Barbara Kendall and Sarah Olmer. I had a real think about Sarah Olmer as well. And, what about Cheryl you know, Kemp? She, That's a you know, fantastic name. But yeah. Cheryl Kemp, you know, I remember, I remember growing up watching her throw softballs around. And she's from down, where you, I, down, I your, she's down your area there. Um, is he? She's she's um, inducted into the Christchurch Hall of Fame as a as one of New Zealand's best female pitchers. Um, I remember Ooh. growing up when I was playing softball, watching her, and she was throwing them down like men, mate. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah beautiful, beautiful. There's many, many more. So keep them coming through on the text machine. We've got a vet Williams as well. That's from Glenn from Hobsonville. Hundred percent. We've had some absolute champions, superstars in New Zealand, particularly. Uh, women's leading the way, and they are carrying the men at the moment. We saw the current Olympics and the Winter Olympics. The women's were, uh, well, getting all the medals over the, over the men's. So, look, we appreciate that. Good list, lads. We'll be coming back shortly. We're going to have a chat to Mark Walker from Tiako Stud and have a wee chat about the Cracker Millions, ah, uh, Cracker Sales yesterday. See what he went into, talk to us about his purchases. And, well, he's taken over from Jamie Richards when he takes off to Hong Kong. We'll be back shortly. Mark. Morning, gentlemen. Mate, 16 yesterday. How many you getting today? <laughs> well, you know, there's plenty of nice horses there, so I'm guessing try and get the same number. Hey, did you, <laughs> we we want to know, mate, did you, what you go to, 950,000 yesterday for that Moonga brother? Yeah, I think it made a million, didn't it? So Dave was either 950 or 975, somewhere around there, but... Um, Anyway, that's history. Uh, we don't look back. We just look forward for the next one. Hey, Mark, it's Izzy here. Great to have you on the show. Uh, do, do you guys have a bit of a plan when you go into these cracker sales? Obviously, you have a plan of, of the, the horses and the calibre of the horses. But I was watching the sales, and you guys had pretty much a Bible in front of you, like the biggest book I've ever seen. <laughs> What's in that book, mate? Is that is that all part of the plan? What you know, like you're constantly going through these pages. What's in those books? And, and well, you you have your own notes, you have your vet notes, and obviously, yeah. you know, there's a good strong team. There's Marcus Corbin, Jamie Richards, Joe Walls, yeah. and of course our team leader Dave. So. Uh, you know, there's a good team of us, and then we've got, you know, very, very good vets like Douglas Back and Ronan, Ronan Costello. So, you know, it's a good team effort, but it just depends what they make in the ring as to what Dave will bid to. Mark, you happy, are you happy to be home? I know that Jamie's um, and, and DC had been doing really well with Tiako. Are you happy to be home picking up the reins and, and getting back into it here in, our, in Aotearoa? Yeah, definitely. Really looking forward to next season especially getting to educate all these nice young horses and send them at the races for the first time that's the excitement you miss in singapore because all your horses are basically ready made they've already raced trialed by the time you get them so 
when the yearlings have their first jump out, that's like Christmas for for me. It's like unwrapping your presents. Well, you unwrap them mm. and see what they got when they burst <laughs> out of those barriers for the first time. Yeah, which one? Which horse from yesterday? Or have you got a couple that you're thinking from what you've seen in the parade yesterday and get a bit of a closer look? Anything you can kind of lead us into, or you don't want to put the pressure on on one or two of them? <laughs> well, they're all really nice horses. Obviously, yeah. yesterday, you know, that's out of over 200 horses. So mm. we've basically got what we've wanted so far. Uh, yep. And, you know, there's plenty more nice horses today and the next day. And even book two, guys, um, even though they're in book two, there's some really good types of horses in book two. I've been very impressed. Mark, Mark, it's Louie here. I said this morning that if this... Um Savabeau out of the Achiever can't gallop. I don't know. What, I don't know what's happening anymore. It was lot ten, but it was fireworks early. Does he just? I mean, the the pedigree and the looks. Tell us about the Savabeau. Yeah, well, he's just a really athletic horse. Obviously, we've got a horse in the stable for Tony Ryder and a group of his mates. Uh, that the perfect pink and obviously she's a hell of a good horse and this horse reminded mm. us a lot of her obviously a horse that probably can run in a size produce as a two-year-old and train on and hopefully be at Rickerton for the 2000 guineas and then in the autumn be in Australia that's the sort of horse we saw him as and we'll know where we're at this time next year you normally know their ability by about this time next year so how much of a focus is Australia going to be for Tiako over the next 12 months? Is that a possibility? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, it's a bit of a spanner in the works, isn't it, with COVID and the travel. Mm. Uh, but obviously, we uh, Tiako want to have a bigger presence in Australia. And as soon as the world finally gets back to normal, uh, we will definitely be targeting Australia a lot, lot more. Hey, hey, Mark, just put some perspective in and around what Jamie's been able to achieve here um, in New Zealand. You've know, you been over in Singapore looking back through that lens, but also what what he, um, I guess, has to expect going up to Hong Kong and training up there is, is the difference between here and there. Well, obviously, you can only train 60 horses in Singapore and Hong Kong, so it's capped at 60, so obviously... Mm the best trainers always win the premierships because it's a level playing field. It's, it's not as though you've the bigger, more successful stables that have more horses normally win the premierships in New Zealand and Australia. But obviously Jamie's record is incredible and that's why he got the invite to go up to Hong Kong. But it's certainly a different playing field up there. But I'm sure, you know, Jamie's an intelligent guy, very, very good trainer. Uh, he'll quit himself very well and obviously his work ethic is second to none. Hey mate, just quickly before I let you go, how big's that Tiako wallet? <laughs> <laughs> well, hope, hopefully it's, it's a lot bigger over the next couple of days, that's what I really hope. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure oh, plenty's mate, coming out just, of it. <laughs> yeah, plenty's coming out of it, the way you and David are bidding, I love it, love it. It's good TV, it's good to watch mate, really appreciate you coming on the show, Mark Walker. And looking forward to seeing you taking over the reins for Tiako Stud. And uh, appreciate uh, all, all the time this morning. Good luck for the next couple of days. We'll be watching with interest. Thanks, gentlemen.
Very good, very good. Nice question, is he right at the end there? It's, well, you know, playing your cards close to your chest. The, the look, lads, the look that they get shot when oh the people yeah. coming out the back of the auction ring and it's just like oh just like DC just comes flying over the top right. The no, I can, I can I can just see Alan. Alan walk in and say, "Make us a crack at this one, eh?" Just don't don't yeah. don't you go crazy on it. Just let me have a crack at it. You can't prod the beast though. It's like, what do you say about Smithy? Is he? <laughs> don't poke the bear. Don't, don't poke, poke the bear if he gives us something into it. That's what I mean, like, mate. You can't compete when you've got someone that's got a never-ending wallet. It's like, if they want it, they'll get it, unless you're Annabelle Meacham and she pops for that Millie rack on, on Mwanga's brother. But, um, mate, I'm going to watch him, be watching today in the next couple of days and see how they go. Um, yeah, very, very interesting watch. That was Mark Walker from Tiako, and uh, great to chat to him. Give us a call anytime on the Kenard Tire phone line 0800 150 811 or send us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine 8833. The Ever Swindell Twins. Yes, can't forget those twins um, winning gold in the pairs in rowing. Um, yep, yeah, keep those texts coming through on the text machine. We'll be back shortly. The Kenneth. Baz and Z for breakfast coming up to 8am. Kempi screams a little bit of Jimi Hendrix to me. And there's a good text. There's, there's a good text here for you, mate. Yeah, mate. There's uh, hey boys, Kempi. The Warriors ain't a good re- don't have a good record against the Dragons. And um, old Mark's going to put the money on the Dragons this week. Mark, look, I know they don't have a good record against the Dragons, Mark, but I just think that. Um, they've recruited quite well in the off-season and the forward pack's strengthened a bit even though they've missing that you know, I've been going harping on about the number nine uh, but I just think they'll be too good for the Dragons on the weekend Recruitment agent uh, agent is it? Recruitment manager? Kempi I know you last time came on our show you had fireworks when they were <laughs> <talking about. laughs> Peter O'Sullivan Hey mate Sullivan? Don't, yeah, don't, well, What happened? What happened? Just tell me this What happened to him? <laughs> Hey? <laughs> Mate, I gone. tell you what, I'm not talking. I'm I'm not talking out my backside. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> he yeah, man. Let's look. Do you reckon our year, Kempi? Uh, it's early in the week for that sort of chat, is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to put the hoodoo on him. I actually think that um, they're one signing away from from really cementing an eight spot. But uh, they haven't made it yet, and I, you know, with the the Dylan Walker signing for next year, they again this run of the mill players to keep them around the eight. But I don't know, is he? I'm not as confident as you are in those white jockeys. <laughs> you love these white jockeys. You <laughs> on them, mate. I'm gonna have to take them off and do a no, little, not, uh, not little live, not live. Don't take them off live, you please. Want, you don't want me to? Uh, Next Monday, Monday in the studio, I'll, I'll wear these especially for you. Anyway, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk to Jenny Wiley, ANZ Netball Premiership Rights Announcement. We've got it live here on SCNZ. Jenny Wiley is the CEO of New Zealand Netball. We're going to have a chat to her. Then we've got Paulie Mwati. Ah, oh, can't wait. You're listening to Baz and Izzy. Here's F. Emma with the news for Kubota. Fox Lubricants, German technology that pays back.
Fine and cloudy with isolated showers for northern and eastern parts of the North Island. The South Island can expect cloudy and patchy drizzle, while the top of the South Island is looking good. And don't miss any of the NRL action with live commentary of the Warriors taking on the Dragons this Saturday night right here on SENZ. Support your immune health with Go Healthy from Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $9.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, rise up, Aotearoa. We're into our last hour of our show. It's all been happening here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got Tony Kemp up in the studio in Auckland with Louis Herman Watt. Oh, Jake the Snake, he's in the background because Joey B's having a wee day off. And we've got Keza to lead you through this last hour. We're good to chat into uh, Joseph Parker. If you missed that, make sure you head over to Baz and Izzy for breakfast podcast on the SEN app. And have a listen to Joey Parker because you will be surprised. That was a total different approach and something we haven't heard from Joseph Parker. A bit of arrogance coming out of his mouth. Aggression and who he wants to fight going forward. Make sure you go have a listen to that. But coming up in this hour, we're going to have a wee chat to Tom Schwartz. He is the captain of Kashmir Technical. And well, they won the Chatham Cup over the weekend. We spoke to him in October last year. And that was just before their semi-final. Five months later, they've just played the final. So that is the <laughs> disruption that COVID has. But right now, right now, we've got some exciting news. As we've mentioned today, it's International Women's Day. And we are also super grateful for the great wahine in our life and all of the sportswomen that provide such quality sport for us punters in New Zealand. Well, today, it's a great chance and ideal timing to announce SENZ's investment into netball in which we will be welcoming the star, Storm Purvis, to the station to host a weekly netball show, Centre Pass, on Tuesday evenings. We'll also be commentating at least one ANZ Premiership match per round and the key Silver Fern actions. Jenny Wiley is the CEO of New Zealand Netball and has seen the sport continue to grow at all levels over recent times. And she is on the line now and she'll be very impressed with Kempis. We've announced our top three female woman athletes in New Zealand of all time, and Kempi's gone for Nolene Taurua. So he'll be really up and about to have we chat to Jenny, Jenny, and she's on the line this morning. Morning, Jenny. Kia ora. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. How are you? Pretty exciting news with um, SNZ uh, supporting uh, New Zealand oh. netball and, and commentating the games. You must be extremely proud of that. Oh, yeah, fantastic to have such a stellar partner on board with us. Um, I know, mm. no doubt, you'll bring some really exciting commentary, and we're looking forward to getting that season underway. Yeah, what was the driving force and the the key parts to having to get this partnership underway? Was it a, a difficult thing for SCNZ to, to do and to bring to the airways, or was it just a simple equation of them seeing the success of Netball New Zealand over the last couple of years and seeing the product that it has, has become as of late? I think when we partner with people, we always want to work with innovators and people that want to keep doing mm. things differently. Uh, it's 25 years of elite netball in New Zealand and we've got to continue mm. to evolve and make sure we're relevant. So partnerships like this are a step in that direction and um, we're really excited. Jenny, let's talk about participation rates in New Zealand. How's it? Um, 
How's it going? How's it looking through this COVID period? These last three years are they are they you know like most sports you're struggling to to sort of keep the doors open at the clubs and keep the keep the participants um, excited about playing netball this year? Yeah, it's certainly a challenge. But what we did see last year after 2020 was so disrupted for winter winter sport, and what we did see at, in 2021 is kids coming back in droves. And that was super exciting to see. But what tended to happen is when we went back into that lockdown, we lost all the social and summer elements of the game, which is quite impactful. And that's kind of all those people that just want to get out there and have a bit more of a relaxed experience in their sport. And particularly in Auckland, that was huge in terms of the impact. So look, it's that it's a bit of a roller coaster. Um, but what was encouraging mm. is to see people coming back into the game. Uh, whether they could complete their season or not was a different story. But um, yeah, it's something that we're holding on to and want to build on this year. The the ANZ Premiership. It used to be a Trans Tasman kind of competition. Now it's just a local with all our local sides. How beneficial has it been? Just just keeping it in New Zealand. And, and had, do you feel that that's being able to help grow the game of netball, just keeping it local? Well, I think what was really important for us is we needed to invest in our own talent base, so our young players coming Mm. up. And that wasn't going to be possible in the previous format uh, and to the extent that we felt they justified. Um, And what we do know is local derbies and Kiwi v Kiwi is what the fans want to see. It's what, when you yeah. commentate on, you get to know the personalities and that's what everyone is really excited about. And, you know, Nolan's team are world champions. They won the Constellation Cup for the first time last year. So something is yeah. going in the right direction in terms of growing our own talent. Yeah, I've spoken about Nolene already. Um, yeah, I've got so much respect <laughs> for that woman. Um, and I've made that well known around the Mutu. Um, just... Jenny, just tell us a little bit about what Māori and Pacifica tournaments uh, and, and in that lower socia side, how, how are you growing that space? I'm really interested to know how you're growing that space. Well, I think what um, we've, we've always been incredibly strong in terms of the diversity of our base. Netball is the number one sport for European and Māori girls. Uh, number two for Pacifica and third for Asian. So we've got diversity at our grassroots. And I think if we're able to keep that um, momentum on that, that means every young person can see someone that looks like them on the dais. And I think you don't have to be playing to be have that aspiration. Look at some of our umpires, the diversity there from Māori and Pacifica backgrounds, um, and men and women. And so there's something for everyone in the game and you don't have to be a player to be an incredible uh, volunteer or supporter or just participant, like a weekend warrior like some of us. Um, and it's a great leveller when you get out on the court. Doesn't Your background is, remains important, but you are just the same as everyone else and that's what I truly love about this game. Yeah, that that diversity. Um, I gotta say, Cruz Tangira. I played rugby league with his father um, down in Waitara, and Thompson Mataku, who's I think the goal defender for the, the men's Mystic team that just got named. Uh, his father, um, 
Andrew Mardiku I grew up with worked at the Freezing Works. His mother was a model in Melbourne, Leanne Mardiku. So it's really good to have that diversity in and around that community too where men can actually play that wonderful sport. i got to say too, Jenny, you know, for, for, for women across the board, when I was, when I was growing up, uh, my mum at 55 was still playing first-class netball um, and she'd play in the, in the morning then come and watch me play rugby league. So that connection between the, code, the, the overball um, code and netball is strong as ever and it's good to see that you're working in that community. Well, that's right. And most of our babies all grew up on the sideline of that netball court, right? There were aunties mm. that were going to look after you. And it's that social hub as well. So, you know, it's just a fantastic way to for Kiwis to have that experience as they grow up. All right. You're the CEO, so you can't really be too biased and lean towards one's team, one team. But who do you support in the ANZ Premiership? Who are you be watching a close eye on. I'm a tactics fan. I'm a tactics fan down here in Christchurch. But uh, for you? Yeah. Oh, look, I think um, every year is a, a new chapter in the competition. But I do think that we've got to keep an eye out on those defending champions, um, the Mystics. <laughs> they're going to go, you know, they're certainly not going to expect to be not in the final. Um, and I'm not mm. saying that as an Aucklander because I, I'm quite fond of all of the teams, but I do think in terms of defending champs, I think you've got Tactics who wanted that title badly last year and, and didn't get it in that amazing grand yeah. final we had up at Spark Arena. And then you've got the yeah. Pulse wanting to um, get back on the day. So I think it's going to be, and don't don't count anyone else out either. The, the Magic have got some great recruits this year and the Stars have got that fierce coach and Kerry Wills and Never underestimate the steel. So, yeah. Okay, okay. She covered, covered every saying, base then. <laughs> have you heard of that saying? Have you ever heard of that saying, one eyed Aucklanders? Have you heard of that saying, one eyed Aucklanders? I've been all over the shop, so don't you worry. But I, but I think it's going to be a fierce competition, and I'm looking forward to something. You know, Knowles' Commonwealth Games um, team is not set in stone, so. If someone has a great season, they might just write their their name on the ledger. So let's just see. Awesome, awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, Jenny Wiley. Um, great news. CEO of Netball New Zealand, uh, SENZ, will be covering the ANZ Premiership Premiership uh, Games weekly and Silver Fern action as well. And Storm Purvis will be hosting the Netball Show Centre Pass on Tuesday evening. Thank you so much, Jenny Wiley. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Is he? That's some good chat there. Cruz Tangera, we had him on the show last year. He was awesome. Mate, his Great dad could play too. His dad, his dad mate, was... Yeah. was what position? Winger, winger. He used to just throw it to Willie and he used to go around. Because you know, like Cruz looks fine, a bit like that, eh? He's, he's wiry, like he's quick. Yeah, Tangera Fano. They, they're real good friends with... Uh, they're first cousins to Rua Tupuki. So um, Rua oh. comes to our hometown when he was a young fella, mate. He, you know, he comes out, you know, he's pretty tough, eh? Um, good, oh, yeah. good mate. <laughs> he's tough, eh? Yeah, he, 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 right, he fit right into our hometown. Hey, he is, loved it. Is he? Um, your sister, uh, she, she's a. Would you, is it fair to say a netball fanatic? Loves it. Absolutely loves it. Absolutely yeah. loves absolutely it. Loves it. Who's, who's her mm. team? Who does she reckon's the got the grouse? Um, she's. I think she's a pulse. She's a pulse, and she'll be listening. So she probably text me and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But she's a pulse. But I think she's a Phoenix Karaka fan. So she loves mm. um, Phoenix and, 
up in the up in the Mystics in Auckland, and uh, she's a Karaka fan. And uh, Karaka is um, Patrick Tuipurotu's partner as well. So mm. there you go, o- yeah. oval ball connection again. Yeah, uh, and of, and of course that's you know when I think about netball, all I remember is that the whole house in the morning was getting ready to go, including <laughs> including the old lady. Um, and mm. she, we'd drop her. The netball grounds were right next to the the league grounds, and they'd be mm. screaming. There'd be girls going, you know, high school going off and all sorts. I remember and the whistles. whistles. <laughs> yeah, and then the league boys were going, "Yep, okay, well they'll head over once that's finished, and we'll start playing." So yeah, the connection between the two to two sports is huge. Well, you drop- I love netball. Hey, I've, I've I've had a we we go at social netball up in Auckland. Um, when uh, I was up there, me and me and Corey CJ. Me and CJ went and played for Daisy's team, and uh, we weren't allowed back. We got pulled up for for being angry, for being too physical, <laughs> for just being darting up inside. <laughs> so, no darting up, mate. No darting. It was midweek of a test. For Nokia, no. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We never. Oi, Louis. We never did that test week. Never ever yeah. shy, shied away from our hotel rooms, mate. I can tell you that. <laughs> but I played one game. Played one game and never got welcomed back. And I was yelling at Daisy. Just so it's a competitive nature. Can't you be the same, mate? When you're competitor, you want to win everything. I was doing it all to try and win. And we were playing against a couple of blokes, eh? And they were hard to ride into us, putting the old, sh- yeah, putting the shoulders in and everything like that. Oh, uh, it's a yeah. great game. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's and it is. I think I think the um, innovation around playing the men's team, the ferns playing the men's team, and and them being so competitive as well, yeah. um, is again that's why Nolan Tudu is is such a good coach because she sees the benefit, whether it's male or female, to get her team right up to that that pinnacle, um, that benchmark that she needs to have them at when they're going to Commonwealths or or World Cup. So uh, good to hear Jenny um, talk about you know all all aspects of netball from Pacifica to Māori and the big part that they play right through mm. to, to the ANZ um, Championship. So that was, a, that was an awesome court at all. Bang on, Kempi. Awesome stuff, Daggy. You're on up on the sidelines of the netball court there in the bay. Text here, double eight, double three. Uh, honey, honey, hit me, Jewel Coda, Paige Harab, Taranaki Rep, Lisa Carrington, unnamed texter. Your favourite three, or just anyone, who do you want to shout out the Wahine? The Kiwi athletes or New Zealand sportswomen around the world or anyone around the world. Who I is just it? want to give one more too. I reckon Sophie Pascoe deserves a shout. Oh, great oh, yeah. shout. 100%, bro. Dame She's Sophie a... Pascoe. Dame yeah. Sophie Pascoe. That's what I mean. Like the list, it could be endless. you got Valerie Adams who just retired. I even love Beatrice Farmoina. My first instincts of, Queen of the Olympics and, and your Queen Bee, mate, throwing their discus miles. So look, there's there's many more many we could have named in New Zealand that have done great things. Um, Sophie Pascoe's right up up there. She's an absolute champion. Hundred percent. Kevin coming through. Double eight, double three. Or give us a call. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Paulie Mawadi, the party not far away. Eighteen minutes past eight. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. CNZ, 23 minutes past 8am this morning. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Izzy Dag down there in the the Pukeko swamplands of <laughs> Ahoka 
Actually, we uh, probably haven't done a... Oh, I don't know. I've been away. I, I left on tenderhooks about what was going to happen to your property. Swamp, Thanks for rubbing it in, mate. Real bloody swamp out there, tell you. Galore. How good? I tell you, when I was back down in, at home, how good are those motorways out of Christchurch? Gee, if we, we could do a whole segment on motorway chat. That is... Those... Mm. Out, man, it's so quick. They getting... got roads down there. <laughs> oh. It's not white at it, mate. Oh, sad. Rub it in, bro. Die Straits, mate. Love that song, too. Reminds me of the 85 Junior <laughs> Kiwi Tour. And the fullback, the first day we got into Canberra, we went out. Fullback didn't make the training the next day. Kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Who's and the fullback? Is he every, every time, I think his name was Mark. I think his name was sort of Mark Graham. Like, not, not the Mark Graham, but... Um, yeah, mate, mate. And he was like, he was like, is he? He was like, is he, mate? He was like a nerd, you know. So <laughs> oh, he got on the he got on the gas that night, and all I remember is standing in this pub, like we were seventeen, and um, the song came on, the Star Straight song came on, and we got the truck. That's, that's when Wayne Bennett was coaching Canberra. But way that's so that's how long it was, and I remember going to the game. Well, he didn't show up, mate. He never showed up the training, he, and he come walked in halfway through half time of the game, and we were like, oh. whoa, bro, you're gonna get sent home. <laughs> And he's, oh, he's, like, he's wow. walked in just going, oh, man, I've got this massive hangover. I was like, yeah, man, we're not meant to be doing that. <laughs> Jeez, I reckon there's Mate, a... this up, front up. <laughs> this more mantra. Tell ya. This up, tell front ya. up. I love that. That's good. <laughs> I don't think we should be encouraging that. Of course, we're not. Uh, tell you what else we don't encourage. That's irresponsible gambling. But when you bet responsibly, you bet with the TAB, tab.co.nz, I wonder, actually, here's a missed opportunity for Paulie Mawadi, the party. Oh, it's been so long. I've missed him. How come, mm. Paul, it would have been great to run a book on how much the full brother of Moonga went for yesterday at the uh, NZB Karaka sales? So I reckon a million bucks was probably right in the wheelhouse, could have been starting favourite because, gee, he was a beautiful type. Did you see that, Paulie? Uh, I did. Um, I was waiting for you to get the checkbook out yesterday, uh, Louis, and just... Uh, <laughs> Stump one up for SENZ, but uh, yeah, mm. the full brother to Moonga uh, touched the million dollar mark, and I, I agree with you. I think uh, if there was a line set uh, on uh, what sort of price uh, they, he'd go for, then I think the million dollars would have been just about probably uh, around the sort of favourite uh, uh, region for the bookies. So yeah, well done. Great day. Great day at Karaka yesterday. I'll tell you what you could do. Today, lot here's a lot for you. Everybody, we love being on Lot Watch. Um, you could Lot Watch Lot Four Three Four, who is the full sister to Asterix, Tavistock. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the the Tavistock filly. Um, so Asterix, and I think Asterix is it's beautifully bred because Asterix was bought for about three four hundred and something thousand at the. Oh, 450000 at the ready-to-run sale in 2020. So Lot 434, the full sister, she's got a proven derby-winning family. It's beautifully bred. You'd have to imagine she'd fetch something close, if not more, Paulie, so maybe you could run a book there. Yeah, I'll leave that to the boys in charge. To, thanks, Louis. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I guess any, anything by Tavistock these days is just you, you're just about put a tick next to them in regards to uh, this one will be starting in the derby because they went derbies on this side of the Tasman and on the other side as well. So, yeah, and, and after the build-up that Asterix had, um, wow, that, that was an impressive win in the derby. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That was, um, you know, talking to Lance yesterday too, you know, he, he can train a derby winner, so 
Uh, well done to Asterix, uh, Lance and the team um, down there. But, uh, mate, let's go to Autucky tomorrow, and I've been waiting for this horse to have another run. Um, Al Sharrick's ideal. What if, you haven't opened the book up on it yet, and hopefully we're not going to shorten it up too much today. But what's, oh, well, what's, you've, your, you've, what's, you've, your, what's your thought on that, Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. Where are we going? No, no. Dump it. Dump it. Dump it. Dump it. Oh, my God. Oh, crikey. Looks like it. It's going to be odds on. Sacrilegious. <laughs> Sacrilegious. Oh, Casper is rolling. He's, he's Casper. Oh. And, you, and, you know the, and you know the same, Paulie. Te- teletext, telegram, tell Alan. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I heard you talking earlier uh, about the Warriors' chances, and look, we're, we're only, what, two days away from the start of the 2022 NRL season. So I've had a look at some of the futures books there uh, and I've sort of tried to focus on the Warriors. Uh, in the Wooden Spoon book, the Warriors are the fourth best-backed team uh, to win the spoon this season. Jeez. However, the best-backed team are the Tigers, who are the favourites at $3.50 to pick up the spoon. Um, we've had a $1,000 bet on the Tigers at three fifty to win the spoon, but... There's a wee bit of action around the Knights. They're the second best back team to win the spoon at eleven dollars. Um, I'm just mm. well. You, did you used oh. to have the Henny Penny juicy? No, that's it, when you mate. Yeah, I copped it. I copped it from Rex Mossop too. He reckon I spent too much time at Henny Penny. On one, <laughs> on, on one, one of the commentaries that come back to New Zealand, I copped it for years after that. Um, but I, I don't know why the Knights are, um, are being back yeah. so heavily to get the spoon. I, I spoke to Joey pre-Christmas around Caelan Ponger and how he's how he's tracking and how the team's tracking. And I don't. I think if you've got Joey Johns um, involved in your coaching staff, you have a look at his his record through Melbourne, through Sydney City. Um, through Parramatta, um, they've all gone pretty good, mate. So, you know, it's, that's a that's a bit of a wonder for me. And I, I'm, look, I don't I don't see the Warriors down the bottom four. I think they're in the I think they're mid tier this year, um, fighting for well, the you, eight. You'll like this then because they are by far and away the best back team to make the top eight. The Warriors, uh, who were around four dollars and ten cents to make the eight, they're now into three sixty. We've had a ten thousand dollar bid at three seventy five, a nine thousand eight hundred dollar bid at three twenty five and a number of $2,000 bets at various prices for the Warriors to make the top eight. They have easily, they are easily the best back team to make the eight, so there's mm. still a lot of faith out there from Warriors supporters. Yes, hashtag it's our year. Thank you, Paulie Mwari. <laughs> ideal, all tucky, all tucky ideal, mate. Tomorrow have a wee look-see and come back to us, eh? Those markets will be open this afternoon. Don't look. <laughs> Beautiful. Stephen Huggy, go Mwari. away. <laughs> look at Izzy. Izzy loves he Couldn't let that one go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Paulie Mwari. That was our TAB Live catch-up. Promotions and play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit dab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R A. Wasn't that phone a friend? It was great. <laughs> it was. Look, good to have you on the show. I love it, mate. You bring a good difference to the show and some good banter as well. And then Louis just kind of holding the ship together. But anyway, we better get off. We'll get in trouble because he gets a bit grouchy sometimes when we're a bit late. Here's him with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
Coasting on through till 9am here. Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Bears off on IPL duty shortly. Daggy down at Christchurch, Kempe in studio. And me, Louie. Uh, I'm going to introduce a swear-type jar for the studio. And if anybody ever tips one out before the market's open again, they have to put a $100 bet slip in there, which goes to the audience when the market actually opens. And that's now the rule, and that's punishment. I will not be having that on behalf of Casper, oh, Sharrick, and myself. He? He's filthy, mate. He's been waiting for a deal <laughs> for such a long time, and I let the cat out of the bag. He's filthy. Draw number 10, oh, written by Sarah McNabb. Mate, last start, it was, it's beautifully yeah. bred. It's beautifully yeah. bred. It's, and Sharrick yeah. raced the, the dam, and um, oh, this thing's a winner, and it'll win. But it'll probably win at a dollar ten now, thanks to Kimpy. Anyway, I'll move on. But there Don't is worry, a... Paulie. Lunch, yeah. lunch today, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're working for the TAV <laughs> undercover agent. Bears would be rolling. All right, here we go. Um, I'll just sort of do a little bit of an EPL roundup for some sports news, boys. Pretty big weekend this weekend. Leicester City got a win. Villa, Stevie G's Villa, four 0 over Southampton. Newcastle, Chris Wood. They continue to climb out of relegation zone 2-1 over Brighton. Liverpool continued their charge, nipping away at Man City's heels 1-0. But it doesn't really matter because, well, it will matter, but maybe not yet. Man City just thrashed United's Zarias in the derby 4-1. And plenty of pundits... Oh, no. plen- yuck. Excuse me? Oh, yuck. Um, no. Oh, it's not, a, it's yeah, not Joe yeah, Bell. There's, Just not reacting to your news, sorry. Plenty of, <laughs> plenty of pundits saying this exactly shows how much work Ralph Ragnick's got in front of him if he wants to turn this around. And overnight, more positive news if you're a United fan and you're a New Zealander. Well, congratulations. Adam Hall, he's done it so many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a ski Paralympic legend. He got another bronze. It's his fourth Olympic Paralympic medal, I should say. Uh, he did super last night in the Super G... Um, he went really well on his last run to get up onto the podium. So congratulations, Adam Hall, and all our Kiwi athletes. Corey Peters over there as well. We had in the quiz. What was your clue for the quiz, MP? Corey Peters, brother of Winston. Winston, that's Winston. right. <laughs> brother of Winston. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one, don't you think? Mm. Yeah. Other famous Peters. There's plenty of them. But, yeah, so there's a couple bit of sports update for you and, uh, of course, around the world. Jeez. Did you put a bit in for Chelsea? Chelsea. Chelsea play today. That's No, they don't. Tottenham Everton's today. Chelsea smashed Burnley 4-0. Mm. I kind of feel a bit bad for Burnley since Chris Wood jumped ship, is he? He kind of just mm. he kind of just jumped away and now Newcastle's doing okay and Burnley's um, uh, language. Do you reckon Roman will, will sell Chelsea? I know I saw um, Conor Wait, McGregor. He's uh, done it, I think. $1.5 billion. So has he sold it? So one, did he sell it to Connor? Because Connor put a bid out for one point five billion, but I don't know if that was legit um, bid. But oh, so is it sold? Was he passed it over to the trustees? He is. <laughs> he first did. He first passed it over to the trustees, and then I think he said last I yeah. saw, he said he was selling it, and he's going to take. Well, he it was some cryptic comment. He says I'm putting the profits of the all all profits I make from the club, which is a lot because he's had it for a while, to. The mm. charity of the effects of the war in, in the war, but he didn't say mm. you call the conflict in Ukraine. I think he said and he didn't say 
to Ukrainian refugees or anything, and it's kind of like, was well, it going to Russian soldiers? It's kind of at the moment, that's a it's a funny story to follow. Actually, the whole, I mean, you could you can get into that every day if you watch the news, and it's pretty depressing here. Yeah, yeah. The Chris Wood stories. I look, I don't feel sorry for Burnley at all. I think the Chris Wood story going to Newcastle, get him out of rele- relegation. Uh, zone. I'm, you know, we had a conversation we had over Christmas um, with a correspondent up in the UK saying, "Look, you're getting you're, what you're getting with Chris Wood is you're getting someone who's never ever going to let you down, and mm. he's gone in there and done the job, mate." So, you know, if there's a if there's a headline he's this year paid, about a, a guy that's mm. really knuckled it um, down at the end of his career and done some you know done something really good for um, a sport, it's the Chris Wood story. Yep, fair, right. fair enough, Kempi. And you're right, is he, he had he did get paid. You know, no one begrudges him. I just have a little soft spot for Burnley. Yeah. Actually, you know, more football. Let's do it. Let's head off and come back to Tom Schwartz because what was it? What did you say, Is he Five months. Five, five, months, five months since we talked yeah. about the Chatham Cup semifinals. And now it was the mm. final was played in the weekend five months <laughs> later. So we're going to talk to Tom Schwartz after five months. I hope he remembers us. You might think Kempi's Baz. Mm. We'll find out after this. Tom Schwartz coming back. <laughs> hey, Ricardo. Listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Here we are, Baz and Dizzy for breakfast, ambling towards the end of the show this morning, but talking lots of football. Here's a good text from Tim. Chelsea's response to Conor McGregor's interest. If we wanted a hot-headed <laughs> Irishman in charge, we would have got Roy Keane as... A manager, yeah, don't mind that from Tim. And more domestically, we, we spoke about the Chatham Cup and the five-month layoff, Kempe, and we've, um, that's quite incredible, actually. That's a long time before, between drinks. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, get up, Christchurch football's coming home. You know, last October we were joined by the captain of the Kashmir Technical, Tom Swartz, as he prepared to head into the Chatham Cup semi-final where they ended up beating Western Suburbs 1-0. Due to COVID restrictions, Kashmir had to wait till the Sunday um, and get, had to take on Miramar Rangers in the final. It was an instant classic with Kashmir up 3-0. The Southern Conference champions look set for victory before an absolute screamer from Miramar in the 74th minute sparked some momentum, clawing the game back to 3-2 with only minutes to play. But who should stand up? Yuya Taguchi stepped up for technical and put the game to bed, allowing Kashmir Tech to take the cut back home. So Christchurch, well done. Captain Tom Schwartz joins us here on the phone now. How are the celebrations out there, mate? Tom, how was that? Yeah, the celebrations were good. Um, a few of the boys kicked on. Um, could still be celebrating, <laughs> I think. But a few more of the, the uh, more sensible players are back in work and... Uh, so, you, so they don't. It's not like a week celebrations or month celebrations. It's just go out and enjoy the night. Yeah, um, I was I was in work at seven o'clock yesterday morning, so I had to be relatively subdued. Um, a few of the guys have probably not seen their own home for a couple of days. Um, <laughs> I think they'll be making training for a couple of days. Uh, but yeah, like like you said, we've been waiting since October for this game. So um, a few mm. of us have been planning. Planning the game and the celebrations for, for a few months. Yeah, there's a lot of time to plan. Usually the dirty ditties are the ones that are sorting the after party. Mate, five months. We spoke to you around October. October 3rd was your last match in the Chatham Cup and you took on the Western Suburbs, beat them 1-0. Tell us about that five months, mate. Like It's pretty crazy to think you've only just played that final. What was those five months like you know, trying to stay motivated, stay connected as a team. Like, was it was it pretty tough? Yeah, it was, it was very tough actually. It was um, a little bit unknown for for all of us, um, mm. for the coach as well to keep us motivated 
and to um, I suppose allow us to ease off a little bit as well. He didn't want to burden us with too much kind of pressure. He he, he did it, he did quite well actually. He, he, he eased off and then he, he went out of again. Um, yeah, preparations having a pre-season where you know you have to get up for the the first game of the season is interesting. Mm. Uh, we couldn't concentrate too much on on the fitness side of it, which you, you usually do in pre-season. But um, yeah, we had to be to be ready and firing for for this game. Tom, take us through that. Take us through that speech, mate, in the seventy-fourth minute when it got the three-two. What did you say? What did you say to the players? Like, give us give us your your team talk when it hit when it hit three two. Um, I, I think we had to get the heads up and get the shoulders back. Um, we would carried ourselves really well throughout the whole game, um, and I thought the body language was was great. And um, yeah, that first goal was a bit of a worldie from from the, the defender, um, and it, it definitely rocked us. But I just thought if we if we got our heads up and shown that we were still in control of our emotions um, and still in control of ourselves. And we could we could claw it back, which we which we did. Nice, mate. Nice. Yeah, it was it was a hell of a comeback, mate. Quickly, what was next for you? What next for Kashmir Technical? What, what's going forward? And you know, you obviously just said you you just had a little preseason. So when when does this, has the season started again? No, the this season starts um, in a couple of weeks' time. So I think we're gonna have a, a little bit of a break just to to recharge. Um, mm. Probably let a few of the boys recover from the hangovers and then we'll have to kick on with, with um, preparation, preparation for the season um, it's a it's a South Island format so we have to be kind of firing from the start again to, to qualify for the next mm. stage um, so yeah we can we can ease off a little bit hey Tom I wish we had like a um a Shazam sort of app for accents, so we can work out where people's accents are from. But we unfortunately don't have that technology. Where Where is your accent? And, and you speak about the coach. Isn't the coach your brother, or is that a former coach? Where are you guys from? Yeah, no, the, the coach is my, my identical twin brother. Um, it's a nice, <laughs> nice dynamic. We um, luckily we we don't argue as much now as when we played together. Um, we actually um, we we're quite good with each other as. as Coaching player. Um, we we grew up in the UK. We're, we're between Liverpool and Manchester. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Northerners. Love Northerners. It. So yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. In a place called Winness, wasn't it? Winsford. So it's, uh, it's oh. from both, both cities. So fortunately, we don't have either accent too too strongly, um, which is good. Um, not far from a from a nice city called Chester. That's a, that's a nice, nice city for us to play. Beautiful, beautiful, Tom. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's I reckon that's great. Twin brothers uh, getting it done. Chatham Cup. It's come home to Izzy's neck of the woods. The O three Christchurch. Awesome. Imagine that. <laughs> what? Imagine that, eh? Your, your brother's the coach, and you're just like he's trying to drop you, and you're like, you ain't dropping me, mate. Yeah, dropping me. I'm, I'm gonna drop your you. Brother. Come on, come here. <laughs> yeah. Could just. Was there any conversations like that? Uh, yeah, we've had some difficult conversations. He's treated me as he treats everyone else, um, which is which yeah. is good. He's got good morals, um, and he, he treats me treats me properly. Tells me when I need to be told. I try and tell him when he needs to be told as well, respectfully. So who's a scouser and who's the and who's from Manchester? 
Oh, I'll back, I'm back in the scale, sir. Oh, yeah. oh that's uh, stiff. Mum's not too far away on, on Skype and FaceTime when, when, when he's getting nasty to me, so I get mum involved and she sorts him out. <laughs> that's great. She probably, can't tell, she probably can't tell which one's which, and I'm sure the sure mum would be able to work that out. All right, love it, Tom. Congratulations again, man, and good luck for the season ahead. Cool, yeah. thank you, guys. Cheers, Tom. Congrats. No worries. Tom Schwartz, <laughs> twin brother, coach, captain. I wonder if there's any... Um, Kind of any urge to try and you know pull a stunt on the team every once in a while and just turn up and coach's kit and the other one turns up and playing kit and see who's see if any, <laughs> any of the team can can realise that's what I'd be all up and about for. All right, Smithy's off on World Cup duty, um, women's World Cup duty, which is going on, and I believe Ricardo Ball is waiting in the wings. So we'll sleep on it with the Rick Dog up after this. The Kenneth Hire phone line. Call Baz and Izzy anytime on 